Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the War Porn Podcast. This week, we're doing a very special quick turnaround episode where we talked about WandaVision. Uh, so, if you haven't watched it already, uh, there's going to be just all sorts of spoilers. We're going to talk about all the different themes of the show, all the all the different uh, traumas and, and, and PTSD depictions, and just, just the whole kit and caboodle. So, there's just definitely going to be some, uh, some heavy topics in this particular episode uh, as well. As some some announcements that I don't really feel like repeating that we get into when the episode starts. So I hope you guys enjoy. Um, come on down to the the Patreon for the conversation and and over to the social medias, uh, War Porn Podcast everywhere. I hope you guys enjoy the episode. We had a lot of fun doing it, and yeah, enjoy. Short intro this week. Boom, nailed it. Yeah, super short. Don't do a bit where you make it long, just so that you saying it was short is. Don't do it. I mean, you're doing it now. Stop it. Just let them enjoy the episode. Okay, here it is. I hope I'm not forgetting to mention anything. I don't think I am. Anyway, here it is. The WandaVision. This is the theme song. War porn. War porn. Song. Hey! Yeah! Hey, this is podcast hey. time. This time is. Do you know what time it is, Gene? It's podcast time. And also uh, hockey, apparently. Yeah, Always. hell yeah. Welcome to Hockey Night in do, is, Brooklyn. Is it a live game or do you just put hockey on every time we do no, the podcast? No, there's, li- there's a live game. So those people, they're yeah. live right now. No, well, this is inter- in, in between the period they do highlights. That was a highlight. Oh. So yeah. We're watching... Uh, that the... guy looks like uh, Seinfeld, sort of. The guy all the way to the left. Like... No. He did for a second. <laughs> no. You're wrong. He's he's black. <laughs> like, I didn't want to say... I didn't want to say a black Seinfeld, but... Uh, we are off to just... You... The worst You foot. made it about race. I just... You I just... pointed... You pointed at a black guy and was like, he looks like Seinfeld. He had some of... Sim, like, he had like a smile... Like a Seinfeld smile. See, that's anti-Semitic. <laughs> <laughs> so... Seinfeld's that, Jewish? Uh, <laughs> my mom, who, who knows these things, said, according to some sources... She knows that he is, in fact, Jewish. I thought that was common knowledge. I didn't know it had to be like a secret. No, I I, I was making a bit out of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it clearly it landed. Uh, I like that, <laughs> uh, as always, we've started... Just not... On a high note. Yeah, not even introducing ourselves. No, we just went straight into... <laughs> Racism. You, no, no. <laughs> me making just a, a normal... Regular observation okay. and you turning it into a problem. Yes. That's, that's what you do. Absolutely. I did nothing wrong. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, hi everybody. My name is uh, my name is Gene Meyer and mm-hmm. I'm uncomfortable around race. Yeah, and I'm Patrick Lawler and I'm too comfortable around <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that before. Oh yeah. You are too, too comfortable. Comfor- You're a little too you should comfortable. Tone it back a yeah. little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You have you ever done an open mic before? There are some people yeah, no. who are a little too comfortable. No, the worst are the white guys who are like, so my girlfriend's black. And then it's like five <laughs> minutes of the most horrible racist shit you've ever heard. <laughs> like, but it's okay. Because you're hey. And you're like, no, nah, my girlfriend. That's like, oh. that's not that's not how the world works. I I do think, and I maintain this, that you 
Um, you are allowed to make jokes like that if they're high enough caliber. Like John Mulaney has a bunch of j- jokes yeah. about his Jewish wife. Oh yeah, everyone yeah. is totally fine you, with you because they're do, very good. You can do anything if it's a high enough caliber. But I don't we're, know we're about, talking, do, you, do you think there's any line that's uncrossable? I don't actually. Now that I think about it, you could probably find a way. I think. Look, I think if you pulled out a knife <laughs> and just went in the crowd, what is? Why is it whenever <laughs> I say a thing, you always go to like to a weird, violent place? Because I'm a psychopath. That's why. No, but what I was going to say is... If I you're, bit my lip when I was chewing my m M&M. If you're murdering people, but you're, like, doing one-liners about it, and they're landing, then, like, yeah. <laughs> Go for it. Why do you have to murder people? For the bit. <laughs> it's a good bit. You hey, like, everyone. Stab someone, you're like... <laughs> what would be a good one-liner after you stab someone? Like, Looks like... Stick around! <laughs> Am I right? Oh, um... <laughs> Um, something about bloodletting, let, blood, oof, okay, back to the writer's room, (laughs) the, let, don't, (laughs) don't let your blood out, is that, and then, and then, and then then you pause, and you're like, you get it, because, like, bloodletting, and the guy's like, yeah, listen, you're killing me, but in, like, two ways, yeah, 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 they would be dying from laughter, and dying, and from the badness of the writing, yeah, You'd be both, you'd be adding uh, insult to injury. Ooh, yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. Nice. Woo! Anyway, welcome to the War Porn Podcast, mm-hmm. where where we have just the freshest of takes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, before we get started, uh, there has... I, There's I, some news. I teased this on the Patreon. Mm-hmm. First of all, we want to give a big thanks to our Patreon subscribers. Uh, so far, you have been uh, donating to the podcast uh, because you just, you really like it and you like what we're doing. Uh, now, congratulations to everyone who's currently giving us money. You're part of the Keep Pat from Being Homeless Fund. Yay! Yay! Hey, each one of you is personally keeping a veteran off the streets. So, feel good about that. Wow. Uh, so, so, unexpectedly, I need to move. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's pretty expensive to do that in the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a while, I... I don't know if we, we've talked about my house before on the podcast, right? The... What do you mean? That I bought it. Oh, I, no, I don't think on the podcast. Oh, so quickly, uh, I think mean, we can bring it up throughout. Uh, kind of, I guess, uh, applies to the show that we watched. Yeah. Uh, I um, got in, uh, uh, well, I was dating a lady, and Ooh. we had been on and off for several years. Hot. And uh, we, we were back on. Nice. And I, I, I ever feel like, ooh, um, this on and off relationship feels like it's heading towards off again. I know what I'll do. I'll buy her a house and propose. Smart move. So I did those two things on the same day. Uh, The day I signed the house, we went back to it. And then I was like, hey, I I bought bought this. um, And let's get married in it. Or whatever. Nice. And uh, she agreed for like a year before um, uh, she didn't anymore. Oof. (laughs) (laughs) Right around the time that I left my job and everything was all up in the air, it was like, hey, this isn't working. Um, so I was sort of saddled with this very expensive house. Here's the problem is that the VA gives out VA home loans, which are very good and they're very lucrative, uh, for veterans. They're like very low interest, very little money down. I actually had no money down when I bought the house. So they just like gave me a house. I didn't like give them 25 grand and then promise to give more. I gave them no money 
And they were like, okay, here is a... And it felt so bizarre to just be in a house and they're like, this is yours now. I'm like, is it? It feels like it's the banks and they <laughs> let me stay here. And he said it had three bedrooms. It did. It was a... So I wanted... You're going to have kids. We were planning on kids. Wow. Um, little pats little, running around. Little, little pitter pat. <laughs> the pitter patter of little pats. Oh. Um, <laughs> that was bad. That's adorable. Adorable. So what happened... Uh, I wanted to get like a hundred thousand dollar house, like or an eighty thousand mm-hmm. dollar, like a starter home, you know, like here's a house that I live in, well, I, and then sell maybe for a little more, and then move into a bigger one, you know, like like you did in the seventies or whatever, <laughs> back when people bought houses. But the the VA loans are so lucrative that they were like, Nah, man, you could do way more. How about a three hundred and thirty thousand dollar house? Hell yeah! And I was like, All right, I guess. And like, I bought this house that I I couldn't afford. And I remember, um, I was sitting in the uh, the lawyers like having me sign all the papers, and this is like a fucking stack of papers. Like mm. you you if you you have no idea how many times you just sign an initial when you buy a house. Oh it's yeah, absurd. oh yeah. And I'm going through, and they 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 put like little post its everywhere, so you know where to go. And it's like initial here, sign here, and they're like trying to explain to me what I'm legally signing, and I'm blowing right past. Yeah. And the lady like put her hand. She's like, "You don't know what you're signing." And I I looked at her. I went, "Lady, this is a contract for three hundred and thirty thousand dollars. I don't have that kind of money. Mm-hmm. This means nothing. Like this yeah. is a silly. Like this is this is goofy money. Mm-hmm. Like." House money. Yeah, yeah, I'll pay you back. And then my fiance is like, he's kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't because it's. Uh, so basically, uh, uh, I couldn't afford the house. And uh, so I called like a bunch of lawyers and stuff. I was like, what do I do? You know, like, is there a VA? Is there some kind of thing? And I like, I got some help here and there from the vet center and uh, some other stuff. One place actually told me that I was non sustainable, which is a good thing to hear when you're depressed. Uh, maybe. Who- who told you that? I can't remember the name. I don't want to get the name wrong. Um, one day I'm going to figure... Here's my plan. I'm going to get very rich. Mm-hmm. Very famous. Okay. And then I'm going to donate them a substantial amount of money. And then I'm going to hold a press conference and be like, When I was destitute, they told me I was non-sustainable and refused to give me any money. Here is $100,000. Maybe don't do that again. So that way I can... Be petty. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> you you won't do that. Oh, I would if I had a lot of money. Yeah? Yeah, and then I would also demand that, like, Don't whoever it. was in charge, uh, f- you know, I'd be like, I would give you, like, $500,000, but, like, that guy's gotta step down. Donate to our Patreon so Pat can do Oh, that. anyway, back to the page. So I, I left, the, the lawyers were like, hey, you have a VA loan, so, like, you could just leave. And then the VA, you know, and so I did, and my house got foreclosed on, which happens to a lot of veterans, which is why it's specifically written into the VA home loans. And, um, but it like destroyed my credit for a long time. And I just had like the worst credit and it's so hard to move when you have have bad bad credit credit and a dog. Because like and a dog, well, dude, it's hard. People don't. You wanna... blame your bad credit on no, the no, dog. No, no, no. It's two separate. Loki, things. you have bad credit. <laughs> Sometimes you pick the wrong things to yes and. I I'm I'm sorry, I'm an asshole. I know you are. No, it's it's dude, moving with a very large animal is like a big ass. Oh. Hey, I'd like to move into this room in your apartment. Also, I have a dog. Cause now you're not just getting a new roommate, now you're getting a dog. And like 
She's great, and you mm-hmm. know that. But yeah. like, what if just some random? This is like, yeah, this is a random dog's coming, and he's gonna live in this New York apartment Ugh. with you. Nightmare. So, uh, I but uh, my credit uh, amazingly is is better now. I, I made a lot of good choices over the years, and thankfully, my grandfather died and left my mother some <laughs> oh, money. Thank, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, I know. Really great time in there, Grandpa. <laughs> He actually, uh, funnily enough, died during COVID. Oh, that's hilarious. But not of COVID. Oh, my God. He just God. regular died. <laughs> that's that's. He great. just fell. And like... He fell? <laughs> yeah, like people are like, gravity. oh, my God, COVID's so dangerous. I'm like, yeah, you know what's still dangerous? Gravity. Gravity. Never went away. Yeah, COVID's baby. topping the charts, mm-hmm. but like gravity's still out here playing the hits. Mm-hmm. Taking, taking grandpa's. Nice. It was so awkward. I like I didn't want to like grieve because it happened during the like the COVID blitz where like everybody had these like really emotional stories about losing people, and I was like, "Hey, um, me too," but like not as you know, you know, not not for the same reason. He just I, fell. I, I kept I kept saying it was like having. Um, I was like, it was like it was like losing my dad on nine eleven. But not to 9-11. Yeah. He just like... A heart attack. He just had like a heart yeah. attack. Like I would lie. I'd be like he died the day after. He, he was like... He was in the towers in spirit. In spirit. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just weird to lose someone during a national tragedy. Not, not of that because national of the, yeah. tragedy. Yeah. And you're like mourning but not with everybody else. You're just quietly also mourning. Like, yeah. I don't want to intrude. I know you guys are losing by the hundreds I of thousands. I don't know. Maybe you could tie it in and be like, he fell and they rushed him to the hospital, but they didn't have a bed for him because of all the COVID. So technically he did die because of the COVID. Nah. He just... He just fell. He just fell. Just fell. Just a fall. Yeah. That's how most old people die. I mean, like, his fall exacerbated another thing and then that thing exacerbated. Old people are like a domino set. And yeah. anything could set them off. Yeah. My, uh... <laughs> In the in the apartment. And by old, I mean like geriatric, not like I'm 36. How I mean, old was he? In his 80s, oh, late okay. 80s or 70s. I don't. I'm not good with ages. My uh, older than my mom. In the apartment below me, in the very room, uh, my grandmother died. Oh my god, we've recorded our podcast. <laughs> yeah, here. yeah, yeah. In the room we recorded in. Uh, no, in the in the room next to it, and that's not better. Yeah, and so the weird thing, <laughs> the weird thing was. Was the Polish neighbors who lived in our basement at the time <laughs> made us watch them take the body onto the gurney and into the ambulance. As if it was some like Polish religious tradition. It's like you must, in order for the trauma to fully sink in, you must watch them zip up your grandmother and put her on the gurney and put her in. It's like, fuck that! This is our babcha. I don't want. I don't want. To, I don't want any of that shit. I just want to let you know that ambulances don't take dead bodies. Uh, well, what? Whatever. So either the they were trying to keep her alive, or a the, the ice cream up. mobile, whatever the, the coroner. Bo- coroner. What? Oh my god! You're. Are you a death hipster, dude? No, I. I. I never told you about my first day as a cut loose paramedic, where no. I hung out with a corpse for nine hours. No. Well, oh my god, we're really getting off track. Um. This episode's going to be about WandaVision. Yeah, WandaVision. We watched it. You know, it. we always are like, oh, we didn't see that. But it's like a title. The Yeah. People know what it's going to be about. But it's also kind of misleading because like. Oh, hey. So listen, the I have to move soon. 
And it's going to be very expensive. And I was terrified I was going to lose. I was going to be homeless because, like, I'm a veteran. It's a very real yeah. statistic for me. Yeah. And I'm trans. So, like, Oof. double yikes. Double. Du- trans. Suicide homeless and veterans. homelessness. Yeah. Yonkers. Woof. I've been saying yonkers as, like, an expletive lately, but it's a real it, place. It's a place. I say it like you'd say yikes. I just, like, you know when you say a thing and then you say it weird and then that becomes part of your personality? Is that a thing everyone does? Or is that just yet more proof I'm autistic? Uh, I think it's, well, it depends. It depends. <laughs> because eh, I've just been, using, I've been using yonkers to dis- when I have um, emotions now. I, I create nicknames for, like, certain athletes, right? Like, sure. Like, there was this guy on uh, the Patriots, Danny Woodhead, and I would always refer to him as Wee Little Danny Woodhead. <laughs> yeah, that's the same. Yeah. As what I was... So, because no, it sounds like you 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 combine yikes and bonkers. I guess, into yeah. Into yonkers. Yeah, go, oh, which is an yonkers. actual town. Which is an actual town, yeah. But I've just started, like, doing it quite... I also, uh, I think I play test how I'm going to be as a person when I'm alone. Because mm-hmm. I will say yeah. out loud, like, a car will drive, I'll go, oh, yonkers. And then I'll just, like, to no one. And, like, would someone judge me if they heard me say that? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm always, I probably because I'm practicing my mask for when I have to mm-hmm. be in front of people. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, um, so, uh, it's very expensive to move and to stay and remain in New York City. Um... And this was unexpected, and also like COVID and everything else. So I'm not I'm not jazzed to be moving in the midst of the pandemic. But I think it'll actually maybe be good because the prices I think will be lower. Maybe I'll get a good deal. When I was looking at apartments, they were like, "Hey, three months free," and I was like, "That's a pretty good sign oh. that it's a renter's market because oh. they're all empty. No one's living in the city." Yeah, yeah. And I think people are going to start coming back, but I don't think they're all going to come back at all once. at once. Yeah. So I think it'll it's a it's a good time. It'll. Super stressful, but I think it's it's going to work out all right. So um, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be uh, diverting the funds into like an emergency help me pay the costs of like, you know, all the first and last and, and, the, and the emer- whatever, the security deposit. The save Pat funds. Save, save Pat the Pats. Fund. So like if you're already donating, I hope you'll continue and, um, and if you're and not donating, donate right away. Consider throwing us three bucks. You're gonna get a couple exclusives on the Patreon. And now I, I'm probably gonna add more because I really need you all. To yeah. Stay. And by the way, tell your friends about this podcast. Tell your lovers. Tell your family. Tell your family who are your lovers. Write to your congressman. Write to your and, congressman. And be like, this is the best podcast. Yeah. Also, why didn't you vote yes on fifteen an hour? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What are you doing? Uh, write to your long lost uncle who lives in a cabin in Montana and is building mail bombs. But <laughs> oh Jesus! Right, right. Yeah, yeah write to him. Is a um, bomber reference? I, I caught that. Yeah, okay, I right. did. I, I'm good. I'm funny. So. Let's <laughs> 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 yeah. The beautiful sounds of whales, of the ocean. Anyway, I, I really appreciate that you guys are uh, uh, have having this as like a, a fallback has been amazing, super help. Like I, as soon as I, I it happened, I was like, Gene, I you know, can I take the money to help with this? And he was like, Yeah, I don't care. I have a job. Yeah. Although the inner Jew in me was like, Well, you know, it is. <laughs> I mean, you are kind of putting in some work into this, but fine, Pat. Take the money. 
I mean, if I... You greedy Italian! If I'm homeless, we're not going to be able to keep doing the podcast. So basically, not only <laughs> are you keeping me from being homeless, you're saving the podcast. Yeah. Because I don't think I could manage to do it if I were homeless. Yeah, or if I have to leave the city. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. What, are you going to just, like, come to my corner? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're covered in, like, cat urine. I'm like, all right! So did you watch WandaVision? What's going I on? I will <laughs> say, I wonder if my skills as a stand-up comedian would cross over to... Being a homeless? Being a homeless veteran. Absolutely. I feel like there's some performative, you know... You're... Clap it up for yourselves! Hey, everybody! Well, thanks for coming down to the, uh, the Union Union Square. What am I? <laughs> royalty? Yeah. Thanks for coming down to Flatbush Avenue. <laughs> thanks for coming to the Flatbush stop off the Q train. Mm-hmm. It is 4 a.m. Do I have any requests? <laughs> Anyway, my grandfather died, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but not of COVID. He just regular died. <laughs> Boy, none of you are laughing. That's fine. Have you heard that one before? Do you? Are you a podcast listener? <laughs> I did. I did test that joke out mm. on the pod. Yeah, it's not funny if you say it twice. That's the joke. Yeah, I know. I know. Thank you for. <laughs> I'm sorry if I. I I did we cover everything with the um. You need money and, 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 and... But there's going to be more exclusives. Yeah, we're going to get guests. Also, we're going to be going live again, probably. We are going to be going live again. So we'll be, uh... We'll be taking requests. We'll be sending some nudes. Maybe we'll start doing, like, uh, a, a, once a month we do, like, the, like, what people ask. Uh, although I will, the, the there will be question. stipulations. No, yeah. like, they pick a movie for it. Maybe we can do a poll. Oh, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna put We could probably do a poll on Patreon. We're gonna Patreon. put a poll on the Patreon. Or on Twitter. I know you can do it on Twitter. We can do a Twitter poll, and whatever movie gets the most requests, we'll do. Or we put a list of movies, because I'm not watching The Joker. Oh, dude, okay, so we're... I just won't do it. I'm not watching that movie. Why? Because it, it, I don't like the precedent, precedence it sets. What is the precedence? I think it, it glorifies mental illness, and it's. It. I think it has. How the, can you judge it though without watching it? I don't know by watching the fallout of it. I mean, I do think that you can. You can. I'm not judging the film on its merits as a film. I'm judging it on its on, on its reaction? effect on reality. Just like Fight Club is a really great movie about why toxic masculinity is bad, which has been adopted by the most toxically masculine mm-hmm. human beings that have ever walked the earth. Mm-hmm. Like, so like I like Fight Club, but Jesus, did that message get uh, lost? Yeah, lost in translation. Or like, I like Rick and Morty, and I loathe the fan, the base. fan base. They're just the worst. I, I think if you could get past those, I think... I, think I don't think it's a... I've also seen like countless hours of criticism about why it's not a good movie. Dude, one day you're gonna. I mean, watch it's just it. Taxi Driver and the comedian. But well, you've never seen it. I don't. You haven't seen it. So you want me to watch it? Just hey, so listen. I, can tell I, you I will it's say this. I will, I will say. Why this. does he put his fingers in Bruce Wayne's mouth? I will say this. I watched the first two episodes of WandaVision, and I was like, "Fuck this." Yeah, because you have no. T- culture. And you were like, "Stay with it," and I did, and it got pretty good. Joker doesn't get good. It's universally yeah, you've never, panned. You've never seen it. Oh my god. Do you think Dude, Joaquin fan... Phoenix won an Oscar. I I think his performance is amazing. That's not how, in you, question. how can you say that if you've never seen because it? Because he's Joaquin fucking Phoenix and everything he's ever done he puts his all it's into. It's like look. It's like look. I I've Joaquin never had... Phoenix can be amazing in anything. He's an unbelievable talent. That doesn't mean the movie itself is good. Listen, I've never had avocado toast. But I fucking hate it. <laughs> that's that's what you're saying. It's like no, I, it's not. 
It's just not wanting to watch a movie about a depressed stand-up comedian who who then turns to a psychotic life of crime, and that's the movie. Because I'm living that. <laughs> yeah, I am living that. I have yeah. no interest. Yeah. What's the message of the movie? Hooray! We live in a society. Oh, society oh, did oh, this so now, to him. Now we're in, what's the message of Iron Man 2? Well, that one's the not very the good one, so I don't know. Didn't we cover that? Uh, trauma? I don't, I don't even Setting remember. up the Avengers? Like Mickey Rourke doesn't have a shirt on at some point? That is part of the movie. Why do you always look sad, Loki? Just, okay, just Anyways, we watched WandaVision this week. We did watch WandaVision. I, We're uh, watching Joker next week. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> never going to... I feel like the only reason I would watch All that right, movie is so I could tell you why it's bad and you just, wouldn't be able to say, well, you haven't... I'm gonna, maybe I will watch it just so I can you tell will. you it's bad. And I'll tell you you're wrong. Okay, we'll argue about... Yeah. God, why is that the hill you want to die on? Dude, there are, there are many hills I want to die on. That's true. You know? <laughs> like, I'm gonna I'm gonna insist we make an OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, if it keeps me from being homeless, yeah. I'm not ruling it Pat, out. Pat, OnlyFans. <laughs> but instead of you, like, like, risque photos, it's you, like... What if it's just photos of my ball sack? That's risque, right? But I I can see the humor in that. It's just like different. No, 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 don't go vulgar here. No, like different. I want to see you in the dragon suit. With my balls out. Just my balls. All right, fine. I never show shaft. It's only balls. Only balls. It's called only balls. Only balls. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That's the only way I would and, do it. And then you have like no, nothing else. It's just it's just different costumes that with only balls. show my just nuts. the balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're just like, like Batman, is... you know. I... <laughs> I don't know who that's for, but I think it'd be really fun. Oh man, no, no, no. there's at least three people listening who are like, hell yeah, it's time I would, for that. yeah, I bet yeah. they would. Yeah. What kind of Pat? Let, let's get into it. What kind of balls do you got? We've already talked about my testicles on the podcast. Oh and yeah, you were don't, you, by don't them. you have like a really like swollen one? No, I have a variceal vein. What's that? Again? It's just a swollen vein. So it is swollen. Yeah, but the testicles. Oh, so it's like a it's like a angry Italian's forehead. <laughs> sort of, but like in a in a nutsack. So it's just sort of like a mushy Oof. vein ball, dude. It happens to like one in ten men, so it'll probably happen to you. Actually, it's probably higher than that. I can't wait for it to happen wait, to you. Wait, it You'll happens no- to you or you're born with it? No, no, it just happens. It's like varicele in your, uh, how, a varicose how, how vein do, in your leg. How does it happen? A vein just gets occluded and it gets puffy. Ooh. I mean, you, I could get surgery, but if it doesn't cause me to be infertile, there's really no point. Oh. It can affect a vasectomy, so it can weirdly make you fertile-er. Wow. Yeah. So there could be a lot of little pats running around in that abandoned Connecticut mansion. Yeah. All the all the uh the hermitage I've been doing yeah. is just you have to you have to see other people to have children, Gene. Oh. There's someone out there for Pat, right? That wasn't what I was saying. Hey, if you're out there and you're interested in Pat, please don't do join this. Join our Patreon. Yeah, just give us money. <laughs> it's not gonna lead to us dating, yeah. but you never know. You I never mean, know. I'm really, you know right He's now, got a varicose vein in his nutsack. It's going to be a no. But <laughs> but if you want to give us money, I do not want to be homeless. Yeah. Please sign up to my OnlyFans Only Balls. Yeah. And also the, the Patreon, which is real. Because if you're homeless, you can't really date. Dot Patreon 
forward slash war porn podcast or maybe i think it's a backslash try both donate money to both yeah (laughs) so we watched wandavision wandavision which um i've been watching this is interesting you watched it all this week yes i've been watching since it debuted and i've been like following the discourse every you Mm. know checking up on the theories and the you know going on the reddits and stuff and you Basically had no idea until this week when you watched it. Yes. I mean, I I would see stuff on Twitter and I'd be like, oh, I bet that's something from WandaVision. And then I would just, you know, go back to playing video games. (laughs) Because I have an exciting life. No, yeah, I watched it all this week. Uh, I will say... So the only other TV show we've done for this podcast was The Mandalorian, which... I thought was phenomenal. This show, I think, is really good. It has some really profound stuff to say. But man, did it test my patience sometimes. And those first two, maybe even three episodes, I was just like, what? It was painful. It was painful. I... So I remember I I put it on the first two episodes and I was like, I'm hooked. Like, I'm in this. I know this is going to get weird. Like, you're starting off. This is. I was so excited that Marvel was, like, taking this biggest swing. Because mm-hmm. I was like, there's going to be... And I was like, you know what? No. I, I don't think people are going to be like... Because in my head, I'm like, the general audience isn't going to like this. Because it's nothing explodes. And I was like, you know what? I think, I think they're better than that. And then you proved to me that they are not. And then I went and I read all the reviews. And there are so many people who agree with you. Including like the New York Times. And like other big publications that were like these first two episodes. I'm right is what you're saying. You're not right. You're just, uh, you have the patience of a goldfish. I'm a populist. I'm like the Bernie Sanders of opinions about No, the general general (laughs) consensus is that it's an incredible show with some problems. Your take is that of the... uh, the rube is that not what i just said i said it's it's a it's a good show but it has it tests my patience yeah you hated all the the sitcom parts a lot of people really hated all the sitcom parts it, did you hate all of it or just the first couple where it's like the 50s and the 60s oh man um, when, it, when it was like modern family or malcolm in the middle no, no, that was cool because i i i will say that they when they did Malcolm in the Middle and they did a '90s sitcom, I was like, okay, this feels very like true to form, like the music, the cutaways, even, oh, the Gogurt commercial. That, did you not grow up on like Nick at Night or watch the no, Dick Van Dyke Show no, or Mary never, Tyler Moore? No, when Nick at Night would come on, I'd be like, all right, I'm gonna go draw. So I think that's the because those shows were like the first three episodes are remarkably spot on for the time yeah i know i mean i i went to i went to film school and we does not show we watched (laughs) we watched an episode of the mary tyler moore show we watched like texaco star theater we watched uh you know all these old television Gunsmoke, a dragnet and like yeah i i i think you know how spot on the Malcolm in the Middle and Modern Family episodes were are probably true of those older episodes. I'm just not as familiar with those shows. What about the Brady Bunch? Oh, is that what they were going for in the third one? Brady Bunch and something else. They should have done All in the Family. 
That would have been great. Although you you can't have Vision saying like vaguely racist shit. No, it's probably why they avoided that gene. Oh, that was, <laughs> I would have loved that. Oh my god! All right, honestly, if they had had like a we if that during the fifties and sixties Vision had just been a little racist, oh. that would have been. I would have, yeah. That would have been like a funny gag for for that. Yeah. I don't think would have flown. No, not at all. Not at all. I liked that. Like, I don't know if you noticed this, but like all her powers. We're like on wires, you can see. Like when she's moving the plates. Yeah, and you the, can see the special effects and like in the first like you're talking when about. When they the first... did the, the film cuts, there was always like a jaggedness to them mm-hmm. because that's kinda like it's how, and that was filmed on a live studio set with like a live studio audience and Oh, that was a live audience? You know later in the series where Agatha's like she's in the house, but there's the the empty studio audience and Agatha's clapping. Yeah. That's the real set oh. that they built. And they brought people in. And they filmed it live. That's why it has that energy to it. Because they're literally live. People laughed at that shit? Well, you... It says... I laughed. I thought some of those jokes were hilarious. Like what? Like what? Almost all of it. Because it's just so bizarre seeing a, a synthesoid man and this, like, super powerful witch playing house together. And, like, the meta-ness of it had me rolling. I... Like, and I just think it's funny. I like sitcoms. I can appreciate that, but for whatever reason, that element just, like, didn't catch on with me. I think it's because you just don't, what you've never watched. Like, the fact that you like the Malcolm in the Middle stuff, but didn't like the yeah. stuff that you aren't specifically familiar with. Because it's not like it got better as it went along. I didn't... <sighs> Did you not laugh at the Malcolm in the Middle style jokes? No, I didn't laugh at... I didn't laugh at this show at all. Oh. Do like, you ever laugh during Marvel movies? Um, yeah, no, no, no. There are some jokes in, like, the Iron Man trilogy. Really? Even the part where she's like, I, I did bite a kid once. Agatha, the whole show, it was hilarious to me. Her coming in and just being, like, no. the sassy neighbor. Nah. I, I, I was just, I was very severely annoyed by it, to be honest. But, like... I'm, I feel like if I were to revisit it with the way the series developed, like, I did like what I really liked were when it would break a little bit. Well, and that's... I like the fact that the whole time there's this undercurrent of, like, this, well, this isn't right. It, it was very, like, David Lynchian psychological horror. I like that, like, the first episode where it's static shots from far away and then all of a sudden it's a it's a a third camera close up and mm-hmm. it's completely changed like yeah yeah like at the they scene changed, at the they, dinner table yeah they changed the entire cinematography it became almost like a hitchcock yeah I said that exactly. weird a hitchcock key in i was trying to go no, for yeah, that like, emphasis on the cock hock on a hitch dick yeah hitch dick hitch penis hitch penis alfred hitch alfred penis, alfred hitch penis. <laughs> It's your mother. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I think that the, your name is Hitch Penis. Is, 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 yeah. is because of your mother. Because the cigar in your hand is, is in your, fact is a your penis. mother's penis. Is your mother's penis. Your desire to hello Loki. I I love the like because there's just like for me the whole show had an undercurrent of like this isn't right. Mm-hmm. Because I know these characters, and one of them's dead, and the other one 
is in grief and they're playing house together and I'm like and it's the mystery element of it and the attention to detail of the sitcoms that got me through I will say when I rewatched them the first three episodes are slower than yes but there's also not as many until Monica shows up there's just not as many plot threads mm-hmm. going you you know what what I won't say I liked it but what was passable was when uh, the vision ate gum and then they I thought did that the, was so funny. The magic show that was okay. Flourish, yeah, that was that was okay. That was passable. I, I think both of their acting throughout the entire series is incredible. Oh yeah, the acting like, was really good. The way that they captured the style, especially Elizabeth Olsen, mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. him. What's his name? David something. David Willoughby or something. The guy who plays Vision. Oh God! Now that you've said a dumb Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany, yeah. He was really... David Willoughby? I, is I, that when you... Because he's English? Yeah, he's just a British... Oh, you know, um, D- David Willoughby. Oh, 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 and speaking of acting, I've decided Kat Dennings, she's... I just... She's so likable. I she thought can, you were going to say something negative about Kat Dennings. No, and I was going to be like, oh, that's like, what the episode's about she now. She just shows up and you're like, I just want... I want to be her friend. I just want her to kick as much ass as possible. I didn't like her in the the original Thor movies. I just kind of found her a little annoying. But this, like the fact that she became a doctor. I love that they're like, yeah, she became a doctor. Mm-hmm. And now she's a ass. And I'm just like, I love her. Yeah. She's, she's so- great. And the fact that she... <clears throat> One of the craziest things about this show is they filmed it all. And then, and then you know, put it out, right? Like they weren't. Mm-hmm making it as they went but the shit that people would say online is exactly the fucking dialogue that like darcy and and jimmy woo had and like he's writing on the board like why a hex is vision dead and it's like it's exactly what the people in the message boards are coming up with and i was like they they knew exactly what they were doing it it is pretty right down to the fiatro which is it's pretty meta um and i i like Here's what I'm going to say was, so it tested my patience, but I think great art is allowed to do that. And I will go back to comparing it to a David Lynch film, for example, which this had some uh, similarities, but obviously obviously not a lot. But the thing about a there was some of the biggest like horror that they've ever done in like a Disney. Movie. Oh, absolutely! Like when he was dead, and it's just like he comes in the back, and mm-hmm. it like cuts, and he's just dead. So I, and I, I was like, is he a puppet? Is she just like meat hooking a puppet around? And like, no, but they kind of implied that yeah. she was. What I was going to say is that great art is allowed to take a license. And, like, those first two or three episodes, like, I'm not in a rush to go back and watch them again, but I get it. And I, and I think if it's a great piece of art that is truly trying to say something profound, which I felt like this did, but it got a little diluted towards the end. But I, th- I, and I get that, like, taking a artistic risk like this, like, especially from a company like Disney, it's like, okay, I will acknowledge that it was, it was pretty groundbreaking. One of the cool things that they did is they, Marvel always is, is of, of two worlds. General audience who's seen some of the movies, like my sister, mm-hmm. 
and people like me who know who Mephisto is mm-hmm. and know what this was about. There's a storyline in the comics where Wanda goes crazy, creates a false reality with Vision, has two kids named Wiccan and Speed, then her kids get taken by Agatha Harkness back because they're chunks of the devil, and then they both die, she goes crazy, and she gets rid of all the mutants. So that is that House of M? Yeah, uh, parts okay. of it, and then like some other stuff. So everyone was when this was going on, I was like, she's in a fault. Like this is gonna be some like. So I'm kind of paying attention to like as soon as Agatha showed up or um what what she call Agnes? What she call herself? Agatha before? Harkness. Well, her real name is Agatha Harkness. What she call? She called herself Agnes, I think. I was like, she's the villain, like one of oh. the villains. I knew immediately as soon as she showed up. I was like. That's Agatha Harkness. Like it's gonna be Agatha Harkness is from the comics. Yeah, she's oh, she's okay. not only um, she's Wanda's on and off antagonist slash mentor. She trains her, and then Wanda kills her because um, her kids weren't really her. So w- Wiccan and Speed, because comic books are dumb. Wanda creates them, but they're really like chunks of Mephisto, who is the devil. And then they go back to being part of Mephisto, but then they get reborn and reincarnated into two separate kids who who just grow up and then learn that they're Wanda's reincarnated dead kids. I'm beyond confused. Yeah, that's comics. Yeah. So like those two kids that when that's when those costumes that they showed up in, I was over the moon because that's Wiccan and Speed. Wiccan is the most prominent gay character in Marvel right now. He's oh. like gay married in a successful gay relationship with, with, isn't with Hulkling. He? Yeah. Yeah. So like, and I saw him and I was like, if you fucking kill these kids, I want him. I want him in the young Avengers, which I think is where Marvel is headed. The young Avengers. Um, but they're two of the founding members with their, their reincarnated selves. Mm-hmm. So I, um, so like, but Marvel is always like, we've got people who have no idea about any of that. We got to make this for, but then we also have the people who know all that that are watching this, looking for clues. And they seeded a bunch of bullshit in there about Mephisto, which got people going off on the wrong track. And then, so like, if you're a regular audience and you're watching WandaVision, I think a lot of people felt like you. What the fuck is this? What is going on? Why are they playing house? I don't get it. And I don't particularly like it. Mm -hmm. I'm watching it being like, ooh, they're doing House of M. Cool. When are we gonna... And then, then when fake Pietro shows up, all the Marvel super fans are like, oh my god, that's the one from the Fox universe. That means all of these things. And it wasn't. It just put us at a set. It They gave you a sense of unease through the first three episodes. And then they got me by introducing this, like, right, wait, what? Oh my god, what does this mean? And then the fact that they don't, like, reveal it right away is... Like, it made everyone uncomfortable. The fakeness of the reality. The, yeah. Because there's a meta-ness to it of like, oh, that's... I know him. He's from the... He's Quicksilver from the... Are they bringing in the uh, X-Men? they had the... Did uh, you not notice he's Quicksilver from the X-Men films? Dude, I... Here's here's what I'll say is... I've, did you watch those? First, I, uh, I did, but I... You know, I saw those like five years ago. I'm not like... I'm not a super fan like you. Like, I had to... I didn't even remember that Vision died at the end of whatever. Infinity War? Yeah. I don't even, like, if you ask me what happened in Infinity War, I probably couldn't tell you. Because I just, I saw it, I didn't like it, and I was like, all right. You didn't like Infinity War? I thought you didn't like Endgame. Oh, no, Endgame. He died in Infinity War? He Yeah, at the very end when Thanos, like, she blows up his stone and Thanos turns back time and then rips it out of his head. 
So she watches him die twice. Yeah, I I mean... And then she dies. I didn't... I, I guess that happened. It sure did. I have, a, I have a tough time keeping track of all that stuff. And I'm like somewhere between the hardcore nerd audience and your sister... Because, like, I did read a lot of the comics growing up, but only the characters I really liked. So, like, I like I knew about House of M, but I didn't know this was, like, how it started and all this yeah, crap. I don't know if it, that's specifically House of M. It might be two stories I'm conflating, but she definitely created, like, a sitcom life for her in Vision once. Okay. And then had fake kids. Yeah, I just, I, well, I, was, I was definitely confused. I don't know if fake's the right word. Um, but... Well, that's what I'm saying, is that Marvel... <laughs> was able to do both and I think that's really interesting is because they were trying to create this sense of unease and they were trying to put you in kind of a similar headspace as Wanda mm-hmm. where it's like yeah we're having fun but this is clearly like not real or like good yeah was... there's like a there's a falseness to this reality and I like that as she gets worse it like more gets revealed mm-hmm. as like it all breaks down but I like that they managed to even... I'm kind of pissed about the Fiatro thing. I, I, I'm of two minds about it. One, it's a really hilarious dick joke. Because they they show this character and it blew the internet. Like, I literally had, like, a visceral reaction. Because he's from the Fox movies. Oh, so see, I thought... I didn't pick up on that at all. Well, yeah, as soon as they showed him, I was like, Oh my god, that's the one from the Fox movies. They own them now. Are they going to bring the mutants in? Is it going to be... The same? Are they going to be the same actors? Is it going to be some of them? Is this the multiverse? Is she going to create mutants? Want that? Give it to me. And then it just turns out he's a guy named Ralph Boner. Well, that was the one thing was especially... (laughs) Yeah, that's... I don't... I know... I I cannot express to you that the internet broke when that happened. I I have... Everybody lost their fucking minds and it was all for a dick joke. I have to say there were a lot of elements, especially towards the end, where I was like, I'm just confused. Like, what are the rules of this reality? Why is the... I don't even know what the guy's name is. The guy from Sword. Oh, the bad guy? Yeah. like Hayward? Yeah. it, It got... He's a bad guy. Yeah. It got muddled for me. I... Well, let's let's talk about that when we when we get there... So the sitcom parts in the beginning, um, each episode had like, oh, here's a weird part. Here's yeah. a beekeeper. Yeah, yeah. I remember in the f- so those. I don't. I don't really have a lot to say about those. I like them. You didn't. Um, I th- I do think they set the tone well. Mm-hmm. I was surprised when the fourth episode was like, here's all the answers mm-hmm. to the questions you've been asking. The beekeeper is a sword guy, and the 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 helicopter is a sword helicopter, and it's Monica or or it's Wanda and like that. I was like, Oh, I thought there'd be more. Like I thought they'd keep the mystery going and they're like, no, here you go. No, I think they, here's the guy on the radio. Oh, it's Jimmy Woo. You texted me that to say that, uh, they revealed it too early and in hindsight, maybe, but I do remember at the time watching and being like, Oh, thank God. (laughs) I, I remember watching and being like, huh, I can't believe they're giving the game this early, but now I realize it was for people like you. Who yeah, like, I'm fucking done. I was like, I was, I was, I think midway through episode three, and I was like, I was getting ready to text you, say, let's just pick a movie this week because I, I don't want to watch this. That's, that's how much I hated it. It's so. I mean, I guess you have to be like really invested in the characters to like. Yeah. 
It's funny because like I watched the first two premiered and that was all we got. And then we waited a week and then we got episode three and then we waited another week yeah. to get episode I can't four. I, I can't imagine you would, being like, no fucking way. No, no way, dude. <laughs> and, I, and, and, and for contrast, like Mandalorian, like two minutes in, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm on board. Let's go. Let's do this. Well, I think that's why it's so exciting because they took a huge risk because mm-hmm. there's a lot. I, dude, I, I, I want to read them later. The reviews are fucking hilarious. People hate. This show, who only saw the first two episodes, like, what is this? This is, I want to see, you know, I come to Marvel movies for... And people are like, they hate this. So, wait, let, I guess let's, like, recap the plot a little bit. As, as, as shortly... Let me, let me recap the plot, and then you correct me. So, the first couple episodes are Wanda and the Vision, and they're in this sitcom reality. And, and the first episode is, like, a... 50 sitcom the second one is a 60 sitcom third one is a 70 sitcom fourth one is an 80s sitcom a couple of weird things happen that make you think this isn't just a pure sitcom some weird moments where they break character and it shows that something is like broken about this reality then the by the fourth episode we're introduced to the fact that uh there's this outside reality uh, the real world, the real Marvel Cinematic Universe. And there's this uh, group named S.W.O.R.D. who have become aware that the Scarlet Witch has created... Wanda. Er, Wanda. She's not the Scarlet Witch, is it? Well, she, it doesn't get revealed until right. later. So Wanda has um, basically taken over a town with her mind and has like, hypnotized everyone and has created a uh, false reality... Because she was so overcome with grief at the death of the vision. And um, so the the government agency sword is like, well, we need to save the people in this town. And then episodes, like it continues to progress a decade. They, they do like a 90s style sitcom episode that's based off of Malcolm in the Middle. Then they do one that's kind of like Modern Family. And... Uh, the, the woman who wakes up in the hospital, what's her name? Monica Rambo. Monica Rambo starts assembling a team to go into, somehow, at, at, end the reality that Wanda has created. Um, and things start to slowly fracture within the reality. The Vision realizes what, he's in this false reality and starts to fight against it. And then episode seven or eight, um, the next door neighbor is revealed to be Agatha Harkness, who is it's the villain. I mm-hmm. okay, wait, 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 and has been manipulating Wanda into making this reality. Nope. No. Okay. Something, and Wanda starts to. Re- Meanwhile, there's a. Well, you're really losing the thread here. No, no, no. There's who's the bad guy? Are there are several. Do you mean the the, the shield? The oh, sword director? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Hayward. Hayward is the sword director. He's trying to uh, get the Vision's body back because he wants to use him as a weapon. Uh huh. Right. I got that yes. right. Okay. Well, sort of. And then um, that's what he tells everybody. But it turns out he has had the Vision's body the whole time. Oh. Did you miss? That? No, 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 I, I did, and but why is then why is he trying to get the vision back? 
Okay, well, I can explain all, all right. that. Yeah, take it from there, man. All right, so... <laughs> it's weird you left out the kids. Oh, yeah, the kids exist, but Super it's... important to just the show, but... I didn't understand you... the logic around them. Like, were they real? Sort of, yes. Yes, they are, but also... Did you watch the the two scene? Did you watch the two after credit scenes of the last episode? Yeah, there was the scroll, the scroll with and Rambo. At the end, she's reading the Darkhold, and her kids scream out to her. Oh, I didn't pick up those were her kids. Yeah, so her kids are alive. They're just somewhere, maybe in the Darkhold, maybe in another reality. She's going to be heavily featured in uh, Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. Uh, okay, so people think she's going to go get her kids. <coughs> okay. So here's some of the things you missed. Um, Vision, it's really important that you know Vision's dead. So I guess that's fine. They mentioned it a, quite a bit. But um, when did you eventually picked up that he was dead before the show, right? I, uh, I remembered. When they mentioned that he, by episode four, when they mentioned When they, it. yeah. God, that episode was really crucial, huh? Yeah, it was very important. So Vision is, is like, he's dead. Mm-hmm. And he's slowly realizing, like, Wanda's obviously manipulating everything and we figure out more and more and more that she's in control, but not a Vision who starts to realize that he's in this false reality and he starts to fight with her. And it becomes clear that she didn't really know what she was doing at first, but now she's becoming more aware, but she doesn't want to leave because he's still alive here. And then he tries to leave and it, it he can't. Mm-hmm. So she extends the hex to, like, encompass him and keep him there. And the whole time Hayward's been saying, like, Wanda broke into S.W.O.R.D. and she stole Vision's body and she reanimated him and we gotta get him back. And it turns out none of that shit's true. Oh, I didn't know that. He was lying. And he had the, like, that's that scene where she goes in and she touches his head and says, I can't feel you. And then she leaves. Oh. So Hayward still has the Vision's body. He implanted the idea in her to try to bring him back. Because Hayward wants a sentient weapon. He's so terrified of the last five years. I think um, Monica has a really cool line. Don't let the last five years be uh, be an excuse for you to be a coward. Or don't let the last five years be your excuse to be a coward. Oh, I didn't. So he's he survived the ba- the snap. He's angry at superheroes. He's been reassembling and disassembling the vision hundreds of thousands of times, trying to turn it back on. Wanda shows up. He tries to trick her into... Turning the vision back on. It doesn't work. She leaves. She creates the hex. He wants a functional synthesoid. So he's like, we gotta get the vision. But he doesn't even know what the vision she created was. So she ha- he has vision's body. And he reanimates it. That was white vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was why vision and him had like, maybe the most fascinating superhero fight ever. Oh, it was film. great. It was great. It was great. And like... Some of the stuff that was, like, unbelievable television for me was when... First of all, you have to remember that, like, Vision before this has been largely robotic. And this... He's very, like, animated. He's human. And, yeah, he seems human. And, like, the fight that they're having where he's like, you can't control me. And she starts to roll the credits. And they start screaming yeah, at each other. Good. Like, that over the credits. That and then they, good. like, are... He's... That's, like, he's screaming at her. And he's like, I don't know who I am. And all that. And it's, like, him trying to figure out who he is. And what he is. Mm-hmm. And her trying to keep the fractured pieces of this reality going. Agatha isn't manipulating Wanda. Agatha shows up and, like, she senses all these spells being cast. She shows up to be like, what the fuck is this? And now, she, and the whole show is her trying to figure out how Wanda is doing this. 
So uh, she's playing a role the whole time. Uh, so when she comes in and she's like, which on rewatch makes it so fun because you know that she's improvising and it just makes it like, mm. oh, all your silly, stupid lines are just you being like, ah, I think this is what a 60s. Ah, I see. I see. So she's not like manipulating Wanda. She's feeding off of her magic and trying to figure out how she did this and she wants that magic and then she figures out that wanda is the scarlet witch which is how she was able to do this scarlet the scarlet witch is like a being so powerful it can rewrite reality oh uh, i and I, that's what wanda is i just because i knew scarlet witch was which in the comics is pretty accurate oh i i was thinking back to when scarlet witch and quicksilver were first introduced they were introduced as x-men villains right um, yeah, I think they, they were, were in the, they were they originally were, villains. They were the brotherhood. Very quickly. The brotherhood of mutants. Magneto had the blob. No, not the blob. He had Toad, Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch, and, um, Eunice the Untouchable, who was a mutant who Don't had a force field. remember right? him. Ooh, ooh. From the original brotherhood. And, and then the, uh, Quicksilver and the Scarlet Witch, who were brother and sister, who I also think were Magneto's children. They used to be, yeah. And then uh, a couple issues later, they're like, hey, we're good now. We're going to join the Avengers. They were some of the founding members. They came in like episode or issue They were issue like eight. issue, I think it was like issue. Eight or nine or ten. Like it was early in the run. Twelve or thirteen. Maybe it was that far back. Um, she has been since changed to a witch who was also a mutant, but then not a mutant. But yeah. then is a mutant. Like, and now she's not Magneto's kid. They're not Magneto's kids anymore. Some of the criticism of this show is that they, sh- like, in the comics for a while, I don't know if it's, I don't think they still are, she was the son, or she's the daughter of a, a Jewish Romani person, yeah. so making her Jewish Romani. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, hey, you stripped her of both her Jewish and Romani heritage, and then you had her join the Nazis, and then you had an opportunity to retroactively be like why and her line is just like we wanted to change the world and it's like yeah. you had so many opportunities people on the like I think justifiable criticism of like hey this was shitty the th- some of this the whitewashing and then the having her join fucking Nazis uh, and it's Hydra but the Hydra I mean just... as someone of Jewish heritage uh, I, I really couldn't give less of a fuck well people <laughs> did Gene well, those people, you know what? You can see how that's problematic, though. Having I a, having yes. I mean, wouldn't it be? Wouldn't wouldn't you take umbrage with like Magneto joining the Nazis? He's a bad guy. I don't give a shit. But he like survived the concentration camps. It's a huge part of his character. Uh, so did. Uh, all right, if you want to have a serious discussion, there were Jews in the concentration camps who joined the Nazis. Yeah, but like. Help them guard the other Jews there. I know that, but... I mean, there are Polish people who are Nazis. And it's like, what are you, are you a fucking moron? Like, what the fuck? I know, I know that that's a thing that exists, but taking a historically Jewish character and then having them join the Nazis and then not, and the reasoning being like, I don't know, fucking hand wave. You don't see that being like... <laughs> I, I just don't care. Okay, I I know that you don't care, but take off no, your idiot helmet be, because, for a second. And because like, I don't care, it means no one else should care. <laughs> I don't care. It's the same shit. Like what you know, 
This whatever. I mean, I mean like, if, you if, if you're canceled. gonna go, if you're gonna go down that line, it's like the same dudes who are like pissed off that there's a black stormtrooper. They're like, you can't do that, Bowers. It's like, nope, that's that. not the same. No, it's two sides of the same coin. It is not. Uh, okay, agree to disagree that you're wrong. You think that taking a historic no, Jewish character not, and just, making them a Nazi is the same as having a stormtrooper who's don't care. black? I just don't care. I know you don't. This. This is a weird a bugaboo of yours where you're just like, no, it's not real. I don't care. No, it's fine. I mean, people are allowed to be pissed off. I, I don't care. I'm just bringing up. I mean, I do. I care enough to are be you culturally Romani? appropriate. Are you Romani? No, I just understand that when you have a character with a certain background, you don't erase that background and then have them do something that would they would never do. Here, here's what I'll say. is I'd be like if Captain America fucking... Well, he they did turn him Hydra for a while. Become a Nazi? Yeah, yeah there you go. And were you like, well, I don't think Everybody so. Everybody hated it. It was one of the most pan decisions Marvel's ever done. Look, if they were like, listen, it'd be like if Superman. Black, it'd be like if Black Panther went back in time and started a plantation. Wouldn't you be like, well, that's not fucking cool. I mean, I would think it's not cool that they had a superhero start a plantation. Period. So I, you can't see how that's the same as a Jewish person joining the Nazis for for like hand wavy dumb reasons. Look, there's there's so many things to be genuinely upset about in this world. I don't think what fictional characters do or do not do is one of them. I think you're ridiculously wrong. Really? I think that's like the start of it. Fictional characters? Oh, we're gonna get into some weird territory. You know that like that matters, right? Like, a crazy amount. Like, people think the way they do I... because... Dude, we've talked about it so many times. You know how many people think that, that Iraq veterans choke their girlfriends because of that goddamn doctor on Grey's Anatomy? I was fucking one of them. Yeah, that's true. P- depictions of but, people but on... I, all right, all right. You're telling I will me give that you it... that point, but... I mean, as, as the Scarlet Witch... I actually kind of wanted to go into this. I think these movies are so much more important than people give them credit for. Why? Because Greek theater was theater for the masses. Everybody now is like, oh, oh, Greek theater. Oh, my gosh. Oh, uh, uh, fuck it. Why can't I think of a single Greek play? Um, But, like, there's a gravitas given to this old theater, right? It was shit that you put on for the commoners. Mm-hmm. Everybody came into fucking the 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 part of Parthenon and or whatever it was called. I went to theater school. The Parthenon. The that's the no. That's Who not, were the guys with the gladiators? That's the the Roman the Romans. Costume. The Roman also had Roman theater, but like you would go and it was mass market entertainment where a larger than life guy like Odysseus mm-hmm. would uh, with a larger than life flaw. Would have his whole life fucking handed to him by gods or whatever. And then Athena would show up at the end and be like, You done you done fucked up. I'm gonna kill your kids. And all and they were they would follow the same characters. Odysseus has like six plays and, and like um other famous Greek plays. Should have Romeo and Juliet. Shakespeare. I also think Shakespeare is the same thing as Greek theater. I think that humans like mass mark there was also like so you'd do a very serious play like uh, odysseus or whatever and then you'd have something called a satyr play in the middle mm-hmm. which was just comedy just goofball actor comedy and yes. usually each of these greek plays had like a ridiculous character because some idiot in the, the stands is gonna get bored and they're like i like that guy though i'm gonna keep paying attention for that guy that's what marvel movies are 
And the reason we had Greek theater, not just mass entertainment, but it was to teach idiots like how to be good people. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you know, don't be too proud. Don't don't be too egotistical. Or like, you know, Athena will strike you down. Hey, this is what happens when you when you have these larger than life foibles. Here's a character whose ego is so big, it's his downfall. Who does that sound like? Iron Man. Yeah. It's you take a character, you give him superpowers and you give him a super flaw and then you follow him for several years and that's exactly what marvel movies are that's what shakespeare was it's it's bigger than life so that everybody watches it and it gives like a almost like a guide to how to be a person it's like the bible yeah it's exactly like the bible but like for theater and i think that that's what this currently i think marvel movies are like that's what they do that's why they're so they're not just popular because they're well made they're popular because there's something in humanity that wants to watch larger than life characters fail mm-hmm. in jesus what is going on i my my discord is i don't i don't know how to like i guess i could quit um Will that's why i think take this out kevin zach <laughs> <laughs> definitely take that out well, he's, he's not probably going to be I, editing. I, I, no, I know. That, that was the joke. We didn't really tell anyone that. Okay. We're probably not going to have an editor other than me for a while because the money has to go towards the not being homeless fund. Mm-hmm. So you're going off about Greek theater. That's why I think things like... Um, it's problematic that like every time there's a villain, they're coded gay. That's why people... like uh, That's a big thing why like people don't like transsexuals. Is because of most most depictions of transsexuals in film have been evil, like the Bates Motel and and um and oh, which yeah. which or, or Silence of the Lambs, oh. and there's always and it, it it instilled like okay Jaws comes out and people don't go to the fucking beach. Yeah, Jaws is a stupid wait, movie about wait, a fish the shark show. was trans. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> I gotcha. You did. So, like, of course movies have an effect on people. Like, if, if you go and you see a movie where a trans dude tucks his dick between his legs and he, and he throws fucking lotion to a girl in a pit, there's a lot of people who are going to come away from that and be like, yeah, that's what trans are like. I have no other frame of reference for this. Maybe not on, like, a conscious level where they walk yeah. out of the theater being like, well, now we know. But, like, subconsciously there's a part of their brain that goes, yeah. That's what trans people are like. I, I, I agree with you, but here, here's my critique. Is that uh, liberals um, tend to... I, I agree. They're, they're like psychologically... Like when... For example, if I think of prison, mm-hmm. I'll be like, well, I've seen Shawshank. Sure. So I know. So it does... Media does inform our world. But I think liberals... Uh, because they feel so powerless in other um, arenas that they will take the media and like really hyper focus on scrubbing it to reflect their values while like at times to the detriment of like real world consequences so like every time like if there's something problematic that happens in a marvel movie i will open up twitter and it'll be like everyone will be talking about it but like if something shitty or bad happens in congress 
I'll open up Twitter and only some people will be talking about it. Isn't that good, though? Don't you want to open up Twitter and see people being like, Hey, we shouldn't treat the Jews like that, as opposed to, like, the 90s where no one gave a shit? I wish Twitter would be like, Hey, uh, why didn't Congress pass this bill yet? I mean, dude, that's all my Twitter's been for the last... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I mean, at the same time... For example, like... like, like, Disney's not not making money, my guy. It's not like they're getting canceled for Like, there's this whole, uh... You alright? Yeah, I burped. Oh, okay. There's this whole, like, <laughs> battle about fucking the new Space Jam and, and Lola Bunny not having any breasts. And people are, like, hemming and hawing about it. And it's, like, meanwhile, like, there's a lot of shit going on. I mean, they just, like, shot down the $15 per hour minimum wage. And it's, like, shouldn't, shouldn't we, like, rally around that rather than, like, Mr. Potato's gender? <laughs> Well, that's a republic. First of all, you're also, you're weirdly conflating a lot of, like, Republican non-issues with shit. Like, your Twitter seems odd. I've seen the Lola Bunny discussion. Yeah. I haven't seen a lot of liberals being like, she should have tits! No, but liberals, see, Republicans will get a little bit outraged, and then liberals will dunk on those Republicans. as And they'll be like, oh, how could you be so stupid as to think that, huh? And it's like, dude, there's like... There's, like, money going on in the world. There's, like, war. Like, there's, like, real shit. Vaccines I mean, you and I both do that constantly. What? Dunk on Republicans who said stupid shit. Yeah, but but it it's these... Like, like the, the Mr. Potato Head thing is really stupid because all they're doing is rebranding it that you just get a potato head that comes with Mr. and Mrs. So you get the whole kit. And Not they're, my America. They're mad. They're <laughs> mad because, like, no... It's Mr. Potato Head because it's bullshit. It's just they are trying to take the issue. They're trying to distract. Same with the fucking Dr. Seuss bullshit. Yeah, I don't even know what that's about. The Seuss estate in 2020 decided independently of all others to stop producing six of the books that were pretty racist. What six? I don't know. The ones no one remembers. And like... They, they better not touch Yertle the Turtle, okay? I don't think Yertle... I know Yertle the Turtle is Jewish. I'm okay with that. I need that book. And so, like... I mean, there's a part of me that agrees with you, but at the same time, that I, I see all that shit. That stupid lady at Congress today made its way onto my page, and I mm. made fun of her, and then I... But, like, media is important because most people don't give a shit about politics. It's true. But, but they, they should. Do. Yeah, sure. But, but that's like being like, well, we shouldn't give bad guys guns. It's like, yeah, that's a really nice sentiment. You're never going to get everybody interested in politics. You know why? Politics suck. Yeah, it's boring. They're boring. It takes forever. No, no one flies. Everybody there no sucks. No superpowers. But know? like, and if, if you try to, it's, I think you have to remember that like most people don't have the frame of reference to sit down and understand why what happened in Congress today was, a, was abysmal. Mm-hmm. because you have to explain to them like the houses of government and all this other shit but it's really easy to be like hey you know that superhero you like in the comics she's jewish and now she's a nazi that's problematic and people are like oh okay well i, I can wrap my brain around that then what but like should we take the effort to be like hey let's explain why what congress did today was really bad Yes, I'm not saying we only are allowed to do one or the other i'm just saying why like media discourse is important also, I, most people get all of their information through the media they consume. Yeah. Maybe we should just stop the media. 
just like all of it pause it is is marvel <laughs> movies part of the media or yeah. when when you say media does that mean um no news ever, reporting no no i just say all movies all tv all music we pause it uh-huh and we all just study <laughs> what's going on mm-hmm. for like two days okay so everyone gets like well informed and then we go back Okay, yeah, I'm sure that'll work. No problems at all. Yeah, dude. It'll be perfect. It's not like um it's not like the entire Hollywood and entertainment industry shut down for like six months. I know. It's not like it's not like that happened and then they all got online and sang Imagine. <laughs> that was Dude. That was uh that was one of the one of the I, I I took away from that, I'm like, if I ever get to a position where people are like I'm friends with other actors I gotta be real careful yeah. about what I like how it only seemed to affect Gal Gadot. Yeah, like, everyone oh, else was like, oh, Will whatever, this is Will Ferrell. Right, yeah. But I was like, God, you really don't want to be in that video, huh? Oh God, I'm there sure was like two of them, right? There was like there was Imagine. the first one, and then there was another one where they the the first one was so successful. Mm-hmm. I just i I think that there's a lot of really. I mean, first of all, you and I have a podcast where we break down popular That's movies true. for what they say about yeah, trauma. So if you true. think that movies have nothing to say about anything, I don't know what you've been That's doing true. the last six months. That's true. It it I just I, I'll say that I, I think there has to be a line somewhere where it's like Nobody's saying the sh- we shouldn't watch the, I mean, some people are saying we shouldn't watch the show, but like I think it's fine to be like this is a really good part. And this is a not so good part. I like the parts where they handled trauma. I don't like that they took away her Romani hair. Like, and like, I'm not even arguing like it shouldn't have been Elizabeth Olsen. I'm just like, you know, maybe take some care with that scene where they're like, where even Agatha's like, so, uh, your building got blown up and you joined the secret Nazis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, we wanted to change the world. And it's like, what are you fucking doing? You have this moment where you could explain well, they lied to us. And like, we listen, they, we listen. thought they were Shield or any any numerous ways to like the executives at Disney don't like Romani people. That's why <laughs> Walt Disney famous it's just anti-Romani. Like, they literally commented on it, but didn't take the time to to make it better, which is stupid. I know you don't care, Gene. I don't, I don't care. T- step away from your own feelings for like Honestly, half a second and look it, at it from a different if any, angle. If anyone should be offended, it should be Nazis. To be like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> we're let anyone join nowadays. <laughs> All right, go on about the Greek theater thing. <laughs> this was the that was the thesis I was working on when I was studying theater. I think that Marvel movies are our version of Greek I, theater. I actually saw. Someone on Twitter make that same argument, and yeah, I mean, I, I I can see it. They're they're, I mean, they're literal gods. Yeah, and they have this like, although look at, I mean, what it, what do you associate with Greek theater? Tragedy, right? Greek tragedy. Look at Wanda. Parents murdered in front of her. Brother murdered in front of her, and then her husband, she kills. He gets brought back to life by a god, and then and then she watches him die again. Mm-hmm. And then she creates this false reality that by the end of, she has to watch him die for a third fucking time. Yeah. After he attempts to kill her. So, what... Like, show, name a character that's endured that. It's, well, I, let's get into it. So, I think 
what what really appealed to me most about this show was the metaphor of Wanda creating a false reality um, as a reaction to grief and more broadly trauma. Mm-hmm. And then trapping people within the orbit of that false reality, which I think was... I So this week, I had a session with a patient where I said something and it sounded really profound to me and it just sort of flowed out. I said, I think the one fundamental fact of life is that reality is disappointing and that everyone on this planet is reacting to that fact. They're either running away from it, they're raging against it, they're in denial about it, they're succumbing to it, etc., etc. And that fact informs the way we look at reality and in a lot of cases we distort it. Right. So which when I thought about it is kind of like a Buddhist sentiment because the Buddhists believe that life is suffering. Life is pain. Right. Mm -hmm. And that we have to find some meaning from the pain. And so this show was a woman who was in grief. She saw her robot (laughs) husband die. (laughs) Right. Twice. Twice. And then she died. And then she just could not sit with those feelings and she just created her own reality mm-hmm. which i think so many people do when they experience trauma because a huge part of trauma is the story we develop around it and tell ourselves about it and that's why i always say that trauma is less about the external event than how it registers And is processed in the mind. And a lot of people, especially when it comes to trauma, especially trauma that happens to young children, they will blame themselves for what happened. Right? And that's what makes it so painful. And so obviously here, I think she kind of did that. And then she found this feeling, the suffering that is inherent to life, the disappointing nature of reality, so unacceptable that she creates own town i think it's also really interesting that the other characters are like they're not just being mind controlled and they're unhappy they're in horrible pain they're they're like hostages not only that but they're at the at the in the finale one of them Mm -hmm. says we're we've been having your nightmares yes exactly and and i don't it was something like your grief is drowning us yes and as someone who's been in uh and and I've had really close relationships with people where they've not said the same thing, but largely have been like, it's just so hard to watch you be like this. Because I think that's an interesting, like, I mean, she creates this, you know, physical manifestation of reality. But I I think that like trauma does hurt everyone around you. Oh, absolutely. Whether you want it to or not. I mean, like I've screamed at you. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man. (laughs) Talking about these these winter episodes. Those oh my are, god! Yeah. I mean, we had someone reach out and they they sent an email saying that like, you know, they have a a, a sister or brother I forget, and uh, that is a veteran, and then they, they blow up and they said that they used to take it you know personally, and now they understand now that they understand it more, and it's like that trauma just lashes out. 
Mm-hmm. Even if you don't want it, sometimes holding it in makes it worse, which I kind of liked about her character. She's just been holding it in and holding it in and holding yeah. it. And then she just collapses to her knees and it ex- literally explodes out of her. And she just creates this and she for a while is in denial about it. Like, no, this is fine. It's fine that me and my dead husband are playing 1960s yeah. sitcom. Yeah. And I, 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 I don't, I don't, I, it's, it's so weird because she's not like the hero or the villain. Yeah. She's just a person who's been traumatized. She's a victim. She's both the victim and the, the victimizer. Per- the perpetrator. Well, so there's this thing, this concept called the trauma triangle, right? Which is three different roles. You have the perpetrator, the victim, and the rescuer, right? And all three are examples of like an inappropriate authority. And in order to step out of it, you have to become an appropriate authority, which I guess you could say the vision does. But she is both perpetrator, victim, and the rescuer, because she does save her kids. But that's the trauma triangle. She's trapped in that. And she can't step out and become an appropriate authority. Which the appropriate authority says, yes, life is painful. Reality is disappointing. But it's okay to sit with it. Sit with that fact. She can't do that. Well, she, it seems like she can. But it, but, it, the... but it takes nine episodes to get there. Yeah. I think this is probably the best portrayal of of like nuanced trauma in the MCU. I have to say I'm you know, they introduce this character and they just beat the shit out of her <laughs> for movie after movie and then fi- I love that they finally came back and were like, "Okay, remember all that trauma that yeah. we did to this one fucking character? Well, here's the fallout of mm-hmm. that." And I love that this long-running series isn't just like, "Yeah, and then she blows her boyfriend, yeah. husband, his brain out and yeah. then time goes back and she sees him and then murdered again." And it's just like, "Whatever, this is action movie." Like we now we're going to sit with that for 9 episodes, 3 of which you found intolerable. Yeah. No, but I I I thought too that you, you know one of the best, like, they, you know, speaking of the effect that media has on people, they showed that growing up, she would watch all these sitcoms. I identified with that hard. How? When I was a kid, I didn't have a lot of friendships, and I was often, like, ostracized at school, so I would come home, and I would just watch sitcoms from when I got home to the end of the day, and I would watch, you know, The, the Simpsons, and Malcolm in the Middle, and King of the Hill, and... Seinfeld and Friends and then Nick at Night would come on and it'd be I Dream of Genie and Bewitched. I literally was like, yeah, me too. And mm-hmm. like, I, as I grew up, like I watched a bunch of sitcoms when I was overseas because they're just comforting. Yeah. And then when I came home, I wanted to live in a sitcom because it makes sense to me. So mm-hmm. I would try to like view the world through this lens. And I had like a guy I lived with, I mean... Uh, we had a lot of fights because we both overseas together, but eventually he was just like, you got to stop. You don't live in a sitcom. You have to stop like seeing the world like this. Well, so we started this episode where you told the story about the house that you bought for you and your fiance. And then she left you and you abandoned it. And do you see how that's similar to the Scarlet Witch would watch like the Dick Van Dyke show and the Mary Tyler Moore show and be like, I want this. This is my life. 
But then in reality, she lives in a fucking war zone. And and she is so incapable of letting the stress and pain and suffering of living in that hostile environment sit with her that she creates a false reality that adheres to the standards of sitcoms. You talking about metaphorically or when she literally does that? Uh, a little bit of both. What was your question? So like it, the thing about fi- oh, how do I how do I do I see a parallel there? Yeah. I mean that was largely in my head I I think I was like okay, you know, I've had this relationship, it's been on the rocks. What do they do in TV? You propose. Yeah. And then once I got there, I genuinely was like, well, I did it. I got a house and I proposed and that's, now it's, you know, shenanigans just for however many seasons. And that it, like, because I didn't put, like, work into the relationship and I think the two of us were just, like, fundamentally not Mm -hmm. right for one another, uh, it, it just, it just fell apart. Because life uh, isn't a sitcom. And or there we go. Or that's rather, the thesis. Well, um, that's the thesis because life is not a sitcom. Because in sitcoms, there is no suffering. There is no sitting. Eh, I guess it depends on the sitcom. There's no sitting and and learning to sit with the uncomfortable fact that reality is disappointing. Unless you know you watch a good one like The Good Place. Is that? It's a show about death and philosophy, and oh. you would love it. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. But they don't do that shit on Gossip Girl! No, no, they don't. <laughs> I I get what you mean. I, I agree. Uh, sitcoms are tidy little mm-hmm. problems that can wrap up in a half hour over a mid-season arc, or what have you. Yeah. And and life is often um, much messier and cruel. Mm-hmm. And, and guess what? It, also, it always ends with death. <laughs> and and it's it's you know everyone says that but like they're all dead they're all yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah all of you died but i'm not dead lacan, what about me lacan said death is an act of faith which i'm he said which i'm not sure what he means but it's like you have to believe that it's gonna happen for it to happen no, I think you just die. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. He, he, I don't know about Lacan, a, but uh, he's a kooky statistically, boy. he's dead. Everybody <laughs> dies. Yeah. Well, I, I think it was interesting because in those sitcoms, um, they never mention death. Some do. Some are better than others. I Some mean, have a lot of it will be like that one special episode where. Uh, yeah, we're like, oh no, Corey's grandfather died, and Mister Feeney's got to give a a nice speech yeah. about the fragility of life, and then Oof. him Oof. and Topanga. Will, oh no, they fucked up, Sean. You ever watch that show? They like kill Sean's dad, no. and then they kill his like mom, and then his girl. No. <laughs> they are so cruel to that one of the characters Fucking on that Sean, show. Sean, man, is just is just abused. Actually, and then they like give no Corey's parents. I think have a miscarriage in one of the arcs. Oof. Boy Meets World it got some heavy I shit. I do remember I saw the one where Corey and Sean went to a party and Corey got drunk and he peed on a cop car and then like he got arrested and it was like the don't drink episode. And then there was another episode where Topanga nearly gets sexual assaulted by Corey Matthews actor's brother. It was like, oh, uh, it was I like know. what's is Fred Savage and like the other Savage? Oh my god. Wasn't there an episode of 
the facts of life where the kid almost gets molested i don't know i never watched facts of life yeah. i don't think that someone googled or I, I watched part of it i've definitely seen it i don't think that was one of the ones that i like you know, I've never, you know what, what one show I've, I don't think I've ever seen Saved by the Bell. That was a terrible show. Because people talk about it and they're like, one of the kids has a power to stop time. And I'm like, I don't think I've seen that show. And they're like, yeah, you know, he would do his thing where he'd stop time. And I'm like, fucking what? I just remember f- being four or five and seeing Full House. And even at that young age, I was like, Fuck this shit. <laughs> I hated that shit. The fucking... Who was the uncle who lived in the basement who's like, I'm a comedian. Oh. D- Dave Coulier. I fucking hated that guy. <laughs> and then Uncle Jesse was supposed to be cool. He was a fucking tool. <laughs> Fuck that. Oh, yeah. I wear leather pants and drive a motor. <laughs> Fuck you, asshole. Oh, boy. I can't... The only sitcom I've ever liked was Seinfeld. Although during during my like really intense Adderall addiction, I would sometimes watch The Big Bang Theory, <laughs> and I I found its terribleness soothing. You know, it was just so bad. But they're not supposed to be like riveting. It's just comfortable noise. Uh-huh. Here's six characters you vaguely like. We're going to get into some bullshit about pudding for 20 <laughs> minutes, and it's fine. I like that scene where um, Malcolm in the Middle is playing, and Hal gets crushed by the... the, the uh, that was a good and scene. And Vision's like, oh, is it funny because of the grievous injury he <laughs> yeah, sustained? Yeah. And she's like, no, it's not that kind of show. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's nice about it, because you can watch that show, and there's not a moment where you're like, oh, no, Hal's dead. Yeah. And you're just like, ah, ha, ha. Yeah. And, like, you know that no matter what, that family is going to get through that. Yeah. And that's comforting. Knowing that, like, there's they're going to be fine. Mm -hmm. Whatever this is. Whatever the the fucking... Oh, are they going to get to the the bowling alley on time? And, it like, it's nice to escape from, like, hey, we got to go on a mission tomorrow. And there's definitely a lot of IEDs in Mm -hmm. the road. So, like, you know, get ready for that. And then you sit down and you're like... I wonder what Sheldon's up to. Oh, he's always in his particular... First of all, I hate the Big Bang Theory because I think it's... The Big Bang Theory... I've heard it referred to as blackface for nerds. I think maybe um, a little aggressive. Yeah. But here's the thing. The Big Bang Theory is a show about four misogynists who are terrible, terrible people. They're incels. They're all incels. Several of them like spy on and are very awful with women. And, and it's all sort of, like, played for goofs. Mm-hmm. But, like, all of them are horrifying caricatures of, like, nerd culture. Oh, yeah. And it's just sort of, like, brushed off with this, like, oh, yeah, sure. One of the characters is a, so aggressively misogynist that it's become a joke. But it's fine, because he says Star Wars stuff. Which one? Howard. Howard oh, is the one oh, that, like... I, I think of Howard as the Jewish one. Well, he is the Jewish one, he but he's mom. also, like, awful to women and, like, yeah. spies on them. It's like Porky's, but, like, yeah. forever. And then Raj is, is problematic oh, because yeah, he's the time. the one Indian character. Yeah. And they're like, oh, that gives us license to make whatever jokes we yeah. want. Yeah. My big thing is Sheldon, who is a caricature of autism. Yeah. And what's funny is, like, my mom has started to be like, you're just like Sheldon. And I'm like, 
Well, first of all... Sheldon's is, just like me! Well, no, it's first of all, she won't acknowledge that I might have autism, but no. she will draw parallels to the caricature of autism. Mm-hmm. But it, I think it, it creates this... Like, he... That's not an accurate... In some ways, sure. But in, like, a caricature way, where you can recognize what it's going for, but it's so fucking exaggerated mm-hmm. that it's like... They're not... Man, not every autistic person is a man child who has absolutely no concept of like, oh, I have to give you tea because mm-hmm. that's like, and like, yeah, it's funny for the sitcom, but it, it creates this like, that's what people think that is. Oh, you have a spot for your shoes. Oh my God. Sheldon. Am I yeah, right? Yeah. 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 I don't know. I mean, I, it, it, you know, first of all, it is a terrible show. And it is based off of stereotypes. Also, the idea that if you just harass your neighbor long enough, she'll become your wife should probably stop being a... But that's every sitcom. Yeah, but it's like... Wait, wait. Does The Office count as a sitcom? Yeah. I Okay, because I fucking love The Office. I am shocked that you like The Office. Oh, I figured I, you'd hate it. Dude, I we're going to sample it on the new Bandit album. That show is brilliant. We should do an episode on The Office. What, are we going to watch all nine seasons again? I'm down. I'm so down. So you like The Office, but you've never watched, like, Parks and Rec or any of the other Mike Parks Shore and, shows? Parks and Rec is okay. Or, like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine or... or <sighs> you should watch... If you like The Office, you'll love The No, The place. Office is perfect. It's perfect. And, like, they're all, like... Because they are kind of scary, but, like, they're not... the easy stereotypes you know it's not like well he's jewish so he has a big nose it i I don't know it no i mean obviously the office is a very clever show yeah i don't know what your point is you're like that's the sitcom i like yeah i like that one i like seinfeld so so you just like um good art Enough of this Greek theater for the masses. Ugh. Yeah, because Seinfeld definitely wasn't the most popular show on television for a while. Dude, I'm surprised you've heard of it. <laughs> yes, because of the two of us, I'm obviously the one who yes. would miss a reference. Yes. So what else did you like about this show? Uh, I I found the dichotomy between Wanda like realizing... What she'd done and sort of coming to terms with it, juxtaposed with Vision trying to like figure out who he is, and mm-hmm. in, in, in a very in an even broader context. And I like the fact that he's literally confronted with himself. Yes, and then and then they fight, and it's a stalemate, and then they have like a like just a brilliant conversation, mm-hmm. and. I mean, what a vision thing to do. Oh, yeah. It was, it was cool. I'm assuming you've heard of the ship of Theseus? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever he says. Naturally. Naturally. Yeah. That was great. And they just like settle down into a, into a philosophical debate about the nature of self. Yeah. Um, and then at the end when he just says, what am I? Like, what? And she tells him and it's beautiful. And she I, says, you are... She said, you are the part of the mind stone that lives in me. You are my grief and my sadness, but you are also my hope, but mostly you're my love. So I I want to uh, talk about that is that in, you know, I've read enough psychology books. I know, surprising that um, human beings don't see each other 
fully. They see projections, right? They mm-hmm. see projections. Like, like I don't see you. I see certain experiences I've had in the past, certain associations I have with. Like, for example, when I when I first saw you and you said you were a veteran, but then you would talk about doing D&D and all this other nerdy shit. I was like surprised. But then in your mind, I was like, maybe he's the cool veteran. And then, you know, obviously I've learned there are a lot more cool veterans than I thought. I really thought you were going to be like, obviously I've learned that you are not cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, well, that's a good setup. But like that burn you're about to give me. But like, and you know how, I, I don't know for you, but it takes me a while for the different dimensions of a person to even begin to register in my mind. Right? Because there's, you know, there's Angry Pat, which I had to meet during the winter. But then, like, when we first hung out, there was, like, like chill, philosophical Pat. But then that was different from the Pat I saw that, like, got passed at New York Comedy Club, which was, like, comedy Pat. And so it's taken me so long. But, like, you're still, I'm still informing all of those with things that I have seen in the past. So I... Is it is that making sense? Yeah, I mean, I think you you had an interesting thing where you talk about like an infant has this like limitless yes understanding of their self, and then they look in a mirror and they're like, "What is this? How how could this mm-hmm. this expansive essence that is I be this tiny flesh sack?" And I think that's sort of what you're talking about. Like right. we are such large. Um, multifaceted beings that it takes a long time. Although I will say not with everyone. What do you mean? I think some people have more facets than others. Well, yeah, but... Some people have a few more faces on the gem that is them than uh, some people who are an unpolished stone upon the side of the road. Right, but but the point I'm trying to make is so much of how we perceive others is projection. Yes. Right? Oh, I mean, it's also just like, I get, I get millions of comments. And, and someone will come in and they'll start, and I'll, I have to be like, I can't, each person that comments can't be a multifaceted, beautiful yeah. human being with worth and value. So I put them in boxes. Exactly. Here's a libertarian. Here's a Republican. Here's a liberal. Here's a leftist. Mm-hmm. Those three disagree with me. This one agrees with me. And sometimes it'll be confusing or someone will come in and they'll be like, they'll say a bunch of shit and I'll be like, you're saying, you sound like a Republican, but you're also saying this so maybe and i have to be like oh no you don't fit into the boxes that i've because obviously you know everyone doesn't fit into four categories even though i know i I know i don't because like i have leb uh, you know sometimes i'll argue a more liberal stance or a leftist stance i'm basically conservative when it comes to my views on guns and uh or super far left yeah depending and um it's interesting when somebody comes out and i need to quickly respond how fast i will reduce them down to yes well you've made one comment and i don't know anything about you i'm gonna treat you like a republican yeah yeah i'm gonna use my automatic republican snark just like oh yeah you think that do you you fucking so it because otherwise it would be exhausting if you had to like try and understand every person you ever Mm-hmm. And I mean, people can be married for 40 years and still not truly fathom all the dimensions of another human being they're with. 
right? Sure. So when she says, you are my pain, I mean, he's literally a projection of her pain and grief. Another aspect of that I really like, there was this comedian whose name is escaping me. George Lopez. George Lopez. Uh, She had this amazing bit where she was talking about how... um, how the way you feel after a breakup is just you wanting to still experience that person. Like you hold on to the grief because it still lets you mm-hmm. like that grief is that person still in your life. Yes. And that resonated like the idea that vision is cause like I've had breakups that I, I haven't been able to, to, uh, to like leave mm-hmm. and there are days where i will escape into like i'm having a hard time and i will just imagine a different reality and and i will feel comforted mm-hmm. like in this just like daydream of myself with another person and i'm like that's what she's doing but like actually yeah like, she just has this and what's so fascinating is is some when at the end when monica's like if i had the ability to do what you did i would do it too I would bring back my mom. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there and I'd be like, yeah, I would, I would, I would too. I would, I would definitely hex the whole town if it meant I got to play sitcom. What? So I think that's another important psychological element. Fantasy. Is that any person, every person has this element of escaping, escaping reality, escaping the disappointing nature of reality into their own personal fantasy. So I'm definitely very curious what your fantasy is oh i don't this is gonna be surprising i don't want to talk about it oh okay uh yeah i used to i used to fantasize about being a rock star but now that i kind of am one um I oh you I thought you meant like what is it, the specific thing that I keep escaping into no I want I just I just want um I I want to I I wanted what I tried to have a house and a picket fence and a wife and a and a family and it didn't work and uh, now I'm just sort of existing. Uh, I don't know if I'll ever get that. I would like to. That's what I want. I want to I wanna have a family who, like... There were a lot of scenes in this show, and I, I think something that I really gravitate towards in sitcoms is they're, they're, they're like a unit, you know? They, like, mm-hmm. they help each other, and they're supportive, and they, like, you know? And I, uh, I want that. I want, like, a partner... Who supports me and stuff. That's what I want. Love. Just like not a shitty relationship. That's my fantasy. <laughs> I don't care about anything else. You could, you could make... All the other shit is incidental. I, I just want that. Um, but I, the universe won't give it to me. Which is frustrating. Because it's very good at doing all the... Uh, it writes these fucking epics where I'm just like pushed to the brink of my sanity. But it can't write in a goddamn love interest. That sticks around. It's very frustrating. The writers of the show that is Pat are like really into 24 and not enough into fucking 
the office. I just the office. I'm so tired of saving. Show ever. I'm tired of saving children's lives and being blown up by bombs. It's, yeah. It was. It's been fun. It's been exciting. You just I, wanted. You want the pan. I want the gym. boring where I just like a guy meets a girl and they fall in love and like. Ugh. Yeah. I I have a lot of like power fantasies. Like yeah, I I'll, I'll fantasize about like. I'll see, like, a really beautiful woman in a magazine and be like, she's my wife. (laughs) In a different reality. Or, like, being really famous. Or, like, being, like, a secret vigilante who, like... All of those things are things that, in my mind, I'm like, that'll just be more work. Like, fame, I'm like, it's gonna be excruciating. Oh, no, This small amount I've had has been excruciating. amazing. It won't. I promise. No, be so amazing because it's like you just get to like just just be everyone's friend. Nope. You're like like you go to the pizza store and they're like, oh man, it's so good to see you. Yeah, the ones that like you, but then there's ones who like you too much or don't like you or. I don't know. Just just... sometimes I do fantasize about. um, I just just like I just want to blow up buildings. Is that is that wrong? I, I don't think I'm wrong to have violent fantasies. I don't think that mo I have I mean, everybody has intrusive thoughts where they're like, What if I jumped off these, the cliff? These, these aren't intrusive. What if I what if I <laughs> I think everyone I invite them with open arms. Everyone while they're cutting an or a, a tomato is like, What if I just started chopping my hand off? Like, yeah. what if I just Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I think ever a lot of people because that well that's also a defense mechanism of your brain being like, what if the terrible thing? Oh, so you could practice in case it does happen? Okay. What if, you know, what if the violence or what if the bad or what if the good? Because your brain is always just sort of testing out scenarios. Yeah, that's true. That's true. My, my, I, I genuinely, my, like when I fantasize, it's, I, I throw everything away. And I move to a house in Montana. And we just have like a quiet. And you know what's funny is like I don't even fantasize about like, oh, she's a supermodel and blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, she's nice and and kind and uh, affectionate and a good person. Like that's what I fantasize about. I'm not even, I'm like, I don't even care. Yeah. mm, Give it to me. Give me that. Give me that. I want to be fucking so boring. I don't think I will be. I think my life is going to continue to be unreasonably uh, exciting, which can be bad. It's exhausting. Your life's going to be exciting? My life has been exciting the whole time. Hell yeah, baby. Not You know, exciting isn't always good. Trying not to be homeless and outrunning wow. the specter of suicide is often exciting, but wow. it's not exactly like a good time. <laughs> Yeah. Every day I wake up and I'm like, God, how do I keep from fucking succumbing to my own trauma? It's it's a lot. It's exciting. Yeah, it's... but you, you know what's going to happen is those things are going to be taken care of. And then, like, you're going to find, like, a comfortable living situation. You're going to be all right. And then you're going to wake up and be like, you're going to feel this void. And you're going to be like, well, what do I do if I'm not worrying? And then you'll get really depressed. No, I think I've already encompassed... Uh, I, I think I know where depression lives, and yeah. I visit quite often. Well, c- 
Because in that, in so in that, I mean, I wasn't able to move this entire like this entire year has just been me on an introspective journey, mm-hmm. and while it has been illuminating, it's the fucking worst. I don't want to travel inward anymore. So when you when you're in that situation where you're finally where you meet the void or this like unknowing, you can either assume the worst and get depressed. Or embrace curiosity and see what you can build. And maybe that is like the the path towards happiness, right? So maybe when that situation comes, maybe... What? None of that made any sense. Eh, never mind. All right. What else did you like about this no, show? No, I, I... What are you talking about? So, any... That was like a vague mishmash of like poetic nonsense words. No, no, no. So, so let's go back to the scenario where you take care of everything. And all that is settled and you you have a stable home. You don't have to worry about this. You don't have to worry about that. There's going to be this empty space where all the worrying used to be, right? And so in that empty space, you can either fill... I don't think I ever will get there. I will always okay. find a new way, thing way to, to worry torpedo about. torpedo me in the middle of my allegory. Dude, even <laughs> when things are going well for me, it just... Like, when I got past the New York Comedy Club, there was not a... There was... Maybe an hour where I felt good, and then I realized I've just reached a new plateau that I have to maintain. Well, that's because you don't know how to celebrate your own success. But it, it isn't. Is it, is it, it, for me, it's just like when you beat a boss in a hard video game, and now you just have to go fight harder enemies. Like, it's just going to get harder till the end, and then you die. Like that, nah, dude. There's got to no- learn how to celebrate your success, man. Because if you don't, then it's just going to be a uphill Sisyphusian. That's what it is. That's my entire life. It's no, but it doesn't Sisyphean have to be. Task. Do you know, all right? In real talk, do you know what I would fucking do to get past at a comedy club? I would, I would, I would literally go out in the middle of the street, and start stabbing people. I'm serious. Like that would be so huge. But it's not. Like, you'll get it, and it'll feel good for a little while, and then it's just, well, now I need to get past it all the other ones. And then it's, well, now I need to get on TV. And now I need to get on more TV. And now I gotta get a a fucking, I gotta get on uh, Just for Laughs. And then I gotta get a good tape that everybody's... It's like, there's always gonna be, no matter where you are, like, you have, what, 70,000 followers on TikTok? I have 55. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> what? I, what i just was giving you a i mean if you want to give me that fifty-five thousand followers on tiktok there are people with a thousand followers who would look at you and be like you have no idea what i would do yeah. to get there and you're like this is nothing and i'm like i have four hundred twenty-two thousand followers and i'm like there are people with millions i'm not this isn't this is nothing it's just like yeah it's neat but it's not enough like to be in a movie. That's or why like, sometimes I have to be like, I have to remind myself of like, yeah, I do have 55,000 followers. And like, yeah, when a video doesn't do well for me, it only gets 800 views. But like, that's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. There are people man. who have 8 million followers and when they have a video get a million views, they're like, this is shit and I'm failing. Yeah. And they're going to keep growing. The girl that has the most followers on TikTok is like, I feel shitty sometimes. Yeah. So that's why you got to learn to celebrate some of your successes. Because if you don't, you're just going to be miserable forever. And there there have been like three fights in this game already. Oh my God. Yeah. Look at him go. This is great. Get him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, use your knife feet. <laughs> use your. Oh, oh. man. 
That's got to hurt your hand. Probably punched him in the helmet. Yeah. Here, hold on. I have to. I have to pee. Oh, do I have to keep, keep the ta- yeah, keep talking? Because yeah. we don't. We're not. I'm probably not going to go through and do a very good job editing. Hey everyone, I hope the audio isn't too terrible. I'm going to do what I can, but I'm not. I'm not. Uh, my ADHD is not going to allow me to sit through three hours Tell of. Tell them about the Patreon. Hey, please uh, consider donating to the Patreon, uh, which gets you access to exclusive content and. Is going to help uh, rehome a veteran. That veteran being me. I'm going to keep the show going because I won't be homeless. Big, exciting, oh my gosh. Wowzers. Gene is, uh, is I'm going to be honest, not the strongest stream of urine. Yeah, it doesn't, it, it doesn't feel like this was like a necessary. It just felt like he, he decided to. It, you know when you can tell it like, oh, he had to go. This is not that. It's, uh, I'd really call it more of a trickle. Like, I have to go, but I'm a professional, so I just got up on the edge of the couch thought, and have been I holding it was, in. I thought there was more. Yeah. I, I feel like, we, that, that maybe a metaphor for life. I yeah. thought there'd be more. Yeah. The disappointing nature of my pee stream. I find, like, can't you understand, can, can you see what I'm saying? Where, like, it's a new level of stress. Because like if I, you look at it in a negative way, then yeah. Well, it, it's not like I got passed at a comedy club, which means that now I have to perform regularly at that comedy club at the level that I should be at. Why is everything a punishment? Because life is a punishment. It's true. You just said life is, but it doesn't have to be. Comedy is. Do you think? Com- what about comedy to you? It seems like a good time. <laughs> You know what? You're right. It, everything in life, there's a way to find positivity out of it, except for comedy. That I know is, you're kidding, but I don't think you're wrong. Yeah, I. It's <laughs> it. It is of all the things I've done, it is the most. I think oof. if I'm being honest, I would rather go back to the military <laughs> yeah. than I am dreading the end of this pandemic. Because Why? it because it means I have to do comedy again Oof. or quit. Those are the th- like. Hey, welding. I <laughs> go to welding school. I could go be a welder. I could go back to that. Was one of the the things when I saw that I have credit again. I was like, oh, I could just leave. I could move to Montana and get an apartment and a and a shitty car on credit and just you live like build a king a, in Montana. Build a different life. Um, but I don't know. I, I've come this far, and, and I, I feel like I have to. Plus, my dad sounded a little sad when I said I might give up. And he was like, but you've come so far. And I was like, oh, well, well my dad, dad's proud of me. Yeah. You don't think that comedy is, is suffering and, and, and hard and no, mostly I, I, shit? I absolutely do. When did I say it wasn't? I don't know. You seemed a little sarcastic when you were like, everything in life has a good side except comedy. And I was like, I actually... I think that's pretty profound, and you seem to be sarcastic about it. No, but I mean, I I think making people laugh is always fun, and you know, I I think about Robin Williams a lot, and how Oof, yeah, and how desperately hard he fought to make other people laugh because he was miserable inside. Mm-hmm. And I I I take comfort in that. <laughs> you take comfort in Robin Williams, yeah. 
I mean, fair. I don't know. I, I, I need a reason for why I'm so miserable always. Well, for all here's these the terrible thing. things that thing. have befallen upon me. Maybe the reason is because reality is disappointing and everyone experiences this in some way or another and you are not alone in your suffering and that's okay. I I don't... Sometimes you are alone in your suffering. Tell me one person who doesn't suffer. No, no. Just because other people are suffering doesn't mean you guys are like... On the same team. Everybody in the world can play a single player video game alone in their house. And yes, you're all playing Mario. But are you playing together? Or are you just playing alone the same game as millions of others? You can't reach out, can't talk to them. Yeah, you can talk about it. Be like, yeah, do you like that level of Mario? But you aren't experiencing it together. You are alone. I mean, there's a lot of people who think you're alone your entire... Like, you just said, you almost... Most people never get to know another person no, it's true. fully. But so, then, that, isn't that a bit of a loneliness? Like, you're never gonna... I think that's part of the disappointing nature of reality is that you will... I love never... how much you have you've locked down. You're like, I said this profound thing, and I'm going to repeat it as many times as I can. Yeah, it's called the disappointing. A thesis. It's called a thesis. <laughs> Just making fun of it. It's You're so yes, proud of yourself. Part of what makes reality I'm so proud di- of you. disappointing is that you can't ever truly know someone, and that's very frustrating and can be very alienating. But when you learn that it's okay to be frustrated and alienated by that and not stigmatize yourself, and then maybe try to make some genuine connections with other people, and more importantly with yourself and the universe. You'll be able to handle the disappointing nature of reality a little bit better. Because that's the only weapon we have against it is human connection. And for me, it's not human connection uh, is not necessarily about physical proximity to other people. But it's how in tune you feel either with other people, with yourself, or the universe as a whole. So you're saying that if a person was attuned with themselves and the universe, you'd consider them whole? Yeah. Wouldn't they be alone? They would be, like, think about the, the monks who go to monasteries and shit and are cut off from the outside world. Yeah, they're alone. But they're still connected to themselves and probably to their god. Oh, I feel a connection to the universe and and that sort of thing. I just have an antagonistic relationship with the universe because I, I think it's been a tad cruel. Like, in a way where I'm like, I get it. Like, from a writing standpoint, you gave me both incredible talent and stage fright, which because then I'd have to overcome one to have the other. And also the fact that I loathe being in public but I desperately need the attention that one or two people cannot provide. So I have this, these, either if I do nothing, miserable. If I perform, still miserable. It doesn't matter, one or the other. But like, I, so I choose, you know, to perform. But it's, it's, it's amusing to me that, uh, <laughs> that I have these opposite forces in my head that, that will never, 
They will. Ne- I don't think there will ever be a day where I'm comfortable performing. And I, I know that there are like huge, like fucking share and stuff. Or like, oh yeah, every performance I get, I, I, I don't want to do it. And then it's amazing. But like, I get stage fright every single. Like, there are huge actors who are like, oh yeah, it never goes away, ever. And I'm like, oh cool. I mean, they thought it would. Do you <laughs> think? Do you think you're the only performer who gets nervous when they perform? No, I didn't say that at any point. So what? What is? I said it was suffering. I, I was using it as an example of suffering. That the thing that I'm hardwired to need is also the exact opposite of... Or like my biggest fear is also the thing I need to feel whole. I find that uh, narratively fulfilling and excruciating to experience. It'd be like, you don't want to be Luke Skywalker, you know? Like, you, you'd think you do, but then you look at him on the page and you're like, he's had a shitty life. <laughs> that would be awful to experience. But it, suffering is universal. Yeah. I, I don't have to like it. You don't have... No, you don't have to like it. But I think you don't have to beat yourself up for feeling uncomfortable sitting with it. I don't. I just don't like that it keeps happening. Why? Because I'm tired. You're exhausted. I'm 32, and I've experienced just a a wealth of tragedy, and it's annoying, and it's not ceasing, and it only seems like it's gonna get harder, which is unbelievably frustrating. It probably is. I know it is. (laughs) There was a scene where, so Wanda's having a bad day, Mm -hmm. And uh, the kids are like bugging her. They're like, what's wrong with mom? What's wrong with mom? Please speak louder. They were like, what's wrong with mom, man? And, and, I really thought you were going to yell. And uh, at one point she just turns to them and says, you know what? I forget what she says. She says like, I don't know. I don't know anymore. I don't know what the right thing is to do. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. Bad things happen, and you're on your own. I don't think she said it like that, but I kind of vaguely remember what you were... Oh, they asked what was going on, and I think she said, I don't. I don't know. Oh, yeah. She was like, you always expect your mom to have all the answers, but guess what? But I don't. But I don't. And that is such... That is so, like... it's, It's odd, because that's such a traumatic moment for the child, because... The child growing up has to rely on the parent to be, in a way, an all-knowing authority figure. And so for them to turn around and say that in such a condescending kind of way, I think would really be devastating for a child. But at the same time, part of the like differentiation process of becoming your own person, becoming an adult is having that realization about your parents that they're only human and they don't know all the answers. So it, it, it was just really interesting. And from what I know about child psychology is that they, they would find a way to twist that into being like, oh, well, mom's just having a bad day. Mom's just having a bad day. Because I think that realization is too scary for a 10-year-old. Well, don't you think there's, there's probably benchmarks where like a kid doesn't 
need to learn that yet. Yeah, absolutely. I actually don't know because there's a part of me that's like maybe we should stop teaching kids that like Columbus was a really sweet guy totes seriously instead just be like, hey, he was bad. Yeah, because like we sugarcoat life. There is a part of me that wonders if sugarcoating life and then dumping kids into this capitalistic dystopia is a bit cruel. I I I would say so. Oh, magic exists, and yeah. Santa brings you presents if you're a good little boy or girl, and like love is real. Well, I mean, love is real, but like. I remember you're going to grow up and be able to buy a house. I remember at a very early age, my I've told this story before, but my cousin uh, died falling off the fire escape on here the, on the front of the house. Yeah, dude, how many people have died here? Uh, like uh, two or three. Oh my God. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it, I was about like eight, eight or nine, and. Um, my mom got me a book about swans to explain death to me, where like a swan dies. And, you know, it wasn't easy, but it was, it was like an introduction to like, sometimes really horrible shit happens. And there's no reasoning behind it. And it's tragic. And, you know, you shouldn't run away from the feelings. You should understand that they're a part of life. And I think that goes to what you're saying is, is we as a society assume kids aren't ready to hear about all these horrible things. Because I think what we're doing there is projecting that we're not comfortable with all these horrible things. We're not comfortable with the fact that Christopher Columbus was... A slave master or yeah, whatever. Genocidal maniac. Yeah. Like we're not comfortable, but we but we're not even comfortable saying we're uncomfortable with that, so we project it onto the children. We say, Oh, they can't know that. Oh, like people who are like, Won't somebody please yeah. think of the children? Yeah. And it's like people who say that, they don't give a shit about the children. They're uncomfortable. They're they're uncomfortable with sex. Oh, they're uncomfortable yeah, with true. violence. They're uncomfortable with death. Which are all parts, fundamental parts of life. Uh, I have a few more things I want to talk about, if you don't mind going over our, our goal of three hours. Fine. yeah. Uh, a very violent show, right? A lot of trauma, depictions of death, yeah. seeing dead relatives in the flesh. Yeah, th- that was... Pretty- and then it ends in, like, violent combat. Yeah. Sexless. Ap- yes, Sexless. Uh, there was the other than the one where they went under the covers. Yes, I was going to say, and also a really hilarious uh, screen. If you if you pause at just the right time when she's creating mind vision, he has this magnum dong oh. of like the beams going into him, and like one of them is in the perfect place. Just and somebody screenshot it, like he, she made him with a mag, and I was like, that's funny. I don't think they meant to do that, but I I I mm-hmm. for me, it's canon that Vision has a magnum dong. Nice. So, probably vibrates or whatever. Well, sitcoms are sexless. I just think it's so interesting that we are, as a society, willing to explore this deep into the psyche of a traumatized woman who's experienced war and violence and torture and and then loses her whole family uh, by choice, sort of. And, and yet... We are just so uncomfortable with the idea that she fucks her husband. 
It, it's <laughs> isn't like they've killed him three times in front of her, mm-hmm. but she's not allowed to fuck him. Like, yeah. what is what, what is wrong with it, us? It just there's something puritanical about this country, and I think Disney exemplifies this country in a way that really few other companies do. And like, there's just something. And it goes back to our Christian roots, and there's something about sex that just makes Christians uncomfortable, but they will turn around and just decapitate anyone they want. Just, <laughs> you're like, oh, yeah, it's totally fine. fine for have like an entire coven of witches slowly mm-hmm. turn into corpses. Yeah, yeah. And then and then reanimate those corpses but, but later. They can't be wearing a revealing blouse. God when forbid they do you it. see a yeah. nipple. Yeah. I don't know what that is. I don't know. I think maybe like I don't even know. Like, I guess the I. It's just it, it's it's odd to me that you are allowed to have visceral violence and domestic abuse and and any like or that there's a show called like Special Victims Unit mm-hmm. where they very calmly describe some of the most horrific things, but like you're not allowed to to see like soft core porn yeah. on tv yeah it's 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 so odd to me that we're like violence is totally fine but not yeah not sex and i wonder if that's like a purely american thing i mean europe is a little more uh they, I, I think they let the nips fly they let the nips out and yeah. then you get all the way to japan where even their porn is censored oh you didn't know that no i think we talked about this last time you that's not just like a thing you know i i i'd heard it before but it's like crazy censored like all of it what is even it even the cartoons are censored is it just like people either like a black bar or just fuzzed out like oh. they just completely put pixelation on the, any genitals what the fuck's the point I, it, it's just it's just the thing they do they're terrified of sex they're terrified of it oh my god uh what did you did you like so you didn't really understand agatha no, I I thought the actress who played her did a really good job, but I, I didn't realize it was a character from the comics. And that, I, I'll say this, the Agatha versus uh, Wanda at times felt a little campy. I think it was supposed to. But I don't know if it felt as self-aware campy, because it felt like a bad episode of like hocus pocus <laughs> so the gigantic so the the flying purple witch fighting the flying red witch didn't seem a little um like but like tongue in cheek i i don't know i'm of two minds a little bit yes i think i'm like well they did such a good job with shab Shop. Did such a good Shop job is... with so much of the rest of the show that i i want to give them the benefit of the doubt yeah but at the same time uh it did eventually turn into uh, Wanda and her opposite fight and Vision and Vision. Although mm-hmm. I did like that Vision and Vision eventually descended into a philosophical argument. Yeah, that was one of the best fights. And just like in It was Do- also cool. Like when they were oh, beating yeah. the shit oh, out of yeah. each other. I, I wish they had done it more. What, the fighting? Yeah. That was some of the coolest like Vision. Absolutely. Like I liked when he grabbed the gem and then he like mm-hmm. turned, turned, whatever. That was really cool. Very and cool. And their beams and stuff. Yeah. 
I wish that the kids and Monica had had a little more to do. I felt like they set them up only to sort of sideline them. I, I know Monica's coming back and she's super important in the comics, so I'm sure she'll have a bigger role in Captain Marvel. Just an incredible job by that actress, by the mm -hmm. way. Like, for the snap, coming back from the snap was so horrifying yeah. and we've never seen yes. it like yes. depicted like that. A doctor screaming, oh God, they're all coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, that's some horrifying. Yeah. And then, like, the realization that you've been gone for five years. Mm -hmm. Like, her mother's been dead for three. And she's just like, oh, I I have to contend with this. I was a little confused at first. Because I... This, this show really... It, like... If you hadn't, like, really paid attention during those last two Avengers movies, you would be a little lost. Which I was at times. Did you forget the part where half the universe got dusted? No, I did, but then... <sighs> I'm tired. We've been talking about this shit for three hours. But no, it it was good. Uh, the kids were weird. The kids didn't even really exist. No, they sort of do. That They say that like a few times. They're like, no, these kids are... They're real. They're but real then kids. at the end when the, the world collapses in on itself, they're not there. Yeah, but they're in the post credit scene. Oh. So, like, that's probably what she's going to go do, is go get them. That was, that was... And then they're, like, growing up real fast? Yeah. And they're twins? The well, twins part's confusing to you? Why does every sitcom need twins? Well, this was also, like, play on that, and, and also a lot of other things. You know, what? didn't Mary-Kate and Ashley, like... They were on Full House. Yeah, but they played the same character. Yeah. They were never like twins on no, the No, they show. were never twins. It was just the That's same. That's so weird. What do you need like what what do you need twins to play one character? Because they were children and it's easier if one of them's being fussy that you can film the uh, one that isn't. And I, and child labor laws make it so that yeah. like a kid can't be on set for a grueling amount of hours, but if there are two of the same kid, oh. that's double the time. Yo, the kid actors in this show were really good. And I was thinking like the 5-year-olds were a bit rough, but that's fine. How do you how do you get like a 10-year-old to be like a good actor? You're still fucking developing at being a human being. Well, yeah, it's usually an issue. It's why Stranger Things was such an unbelievable phenomenon because they're like, wow, five good actors in five no, good. I, I never watched it. Kid actors? Of course not. Yeah. I think you'd like Stranger Things. I think I would too, but, you know, there's hockey to watch. <laughs> it's <laughs> hockey night in Canada, baby. So I, I guess we've touched on a lot. Uh, the show could have ended a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. You know, it's her creating this false reality because of her trauma, and then they explore the trauma, and then she has this confrontation. I liked that she decided to just... I did think it was a little odd that she, like, put the kids to bed, and then was like, all right, you're going to disappear. I'm going to say goodbye to my husband. Yeah. I was like... But I was like, it's WandaVision. I, you know, whatever. I, whatever. Um, that last scene was really impactful for me. Uh, the the line where he where he said uh, you know we've we've said goodbye to before so it yeah, stands we'll to say, reason we'll say hello that again. line stood out to me more than the the famous what is love but grief or no what, what is, is grief? grief but love persevering I like which was a big splash on the internet but that line about we've said goodbye before so it stands that we'll say hello again that stuck with me oh yeah that hurt that hurt viscerally. Hurt? Oh, yeah. It gave me hope. 
Yeah, hope hurts. Hope hurts. Often, yeah. yeah. But 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 you gotta have hope. I didn't say you didn't. But it, you but don't it think hurts. hope has never been painful for you? Oh, hope's, hope is the source of all pain. <laughs> <laughs> but hope is also the... Isn't that sort of what vision... I like that he was like the physical representation of her hope. Because mm-hmm. it's like he brought her comfort and also terrible, terrible pain. Yeah. But that's they're two sides of the same coin, baby. Yeah. You know? So what I've learned from this show is that deep within all of us, Paul Bettany... Oh, yeah. In red makeup. Dave Willoughby. <laughs> Dave, Dave Willoughby. Willoughby. <laughs> I, I really like this show. Watch, I watched it all again on Thursday. I watched the whole thing start to finish. Nice. And I really, really enjoyed the meta-ness of it. Once you know, like, Agatha's playing a game and, like, when does, when does Wanda figure out you know, mm-hmm. and and it there's like a horror element to it when oh, you yeah. know that everybody is tortured and like all these scenes where they're at work being like, oh, go oh, Vision, you're such a whiz at the computers, yeah. and you're like that guy is screaming inside. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that adds like a really fascinating dimension to rewatches. But but can't I'll, you say that about life in general? What if we could rewatch it? It would be fascinating. no, that we're all being tortured on the inside. <laughs> Like, hey, Pat, how's it going? I fucking hate myself. <laughs> right? And I'm like, it's going good, buddy. How are you? <laughs> like, I want to die every day. <laughs> every day I wake up is pain. Yeah, yeah. We live in a society. Yeah. Dude, every, you should watch The Joker. <laughs> every morning I wake up and I put on The Joker, and it's the best and worst part of my day. Yeah, hell and yeah. And then when it ends, so too do I. Yeah. Yeah. Until the next time the Joker and I... Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else. Let's see what I... What are your notes? I wrote three notes. Ship of Theseus. My Greek theater theory. We'll say hello again. Move unexpectedly. Trauma. Therapy. Oh, we didn't talk about... We we talked about this ahead of time. When I... I I feel like I've been... um, coming along a lot this year with like my trauma therapy and my, my therapist has said that she's noticed a change in me. And I think you've said that as well. Um, I, I had a moment of like trauma this week where I, I had to, I had to sit with something Mm -hmm. and when it happened, it was overwhelming and it was painful and it was my dog shaking her head. And it was like all the same, God, not again. Why did, why every time, God damn it, me, pain, spiral, spiral. And I was able to sit with it over the next couple of days and digest it and, and, and think about it and understand it. And it, I feel like I, I'm handling it pretty okay because of therapy. Like, therapy has given me the tools, like, hey, this traumatic thing happened, this is how we deal it, this is how we process this. But the therapy didn't make the trauma easier to endure, like, when it happened. It was just as shitty. And I, I've been working under this assumption, which you and I discussed, that's, I think, incorrect, that therapy just makes your life easier. No. It, it, it just makes you able to, to like... It, make, it doesn't make the suffering any less. It gives you the tools to be able to sit with it. 
Which is excruciating. Yes. And it's excruciating to know that <laughs> the suffering's going to continue. <laughs> yeah. But, but. And probably get worse. It, it could get worse. Oh, it will. It could get better. No. Nah. But. <laughs> you're going to get old and your body's going to fail you. Yeah. Because you're going to be like, not only am I traumatized. But now I'm old. Yeah. Ugh. I'm going to lose my foot to diabetes and then I'm going to wheel my way in yeah. here. Yeah. With your little wheel, and then I'm gonna be like, "Well, Gene, now yeah. that I've lost my feet yeah. to diabetes, I am now the trauma Olympic champion. I've done it, <laughs> dude. What if you lost a foot to diabetes? I'd be so mad. And and people would be like, "Oh, you lost, lost your, foot. your foot in the war." I knew a guy. I think I've said this before. Yeah. He went to Iraq, came home, and then lost his foot in a motorcycle accident. Uh, and he's like, "God, it's, it's just everybody asks about Iraq." And I'm like, God, "Of course." How they many do. T- how many times has he had to explain? Every time. Poor guy. Now that's suffering. Yeah. That guy, like... You know what? Pretty, pretty happy guy. Really See? handling it, handling that shit like a goddamn champion. Yeah, dude. Probably like pat me on the shoulder and have some really wise thing to say, like some sort of dick. Mm-hmm. With his fucking trauma wisdom. You know why? Because he never tried to be a comedian in New York City. Honestly, I think it's the... it's. It, uh, you know what? Uh, of all the things you could be, I think comedian is the <laughs> He'd probably be like, no, thank you. Take my other foot. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's such an unpleasant <laughs> experience. Oh, God. I I like how... um. That's probably offensive to a few people. Oh, yeah. Big time. When you know, you know. Uh, what was I... Oh, yeah. So I, I've been I've been sitting with that a lot recently because it's not like i'm getting so much better at like bad thing happened process smart i don't have to descend into i gotta smoke until the pain goes away or or whatever and it it just uh it's it's a hard sell (laughs) it is but it's the only sell i know i i like that about wanda is uh, wandavision is like it seems like the sitcom reality on its face is the better, like, I'll just stay here mm-hmm. with my fake dead husband mm-hmm. and my fake real kids. Yeah. And I'll, I'll do sitcom shenanigans with the, with, oh, here comes, here comes Agnes mm-hmm. with her, with, oh, whatever. But then like, but it's, it's not sustainable, sustainable and it hurts everyone around you. Yep. And to live in denial. And yeah, that denial is affecting your family and your friends or whoever has to interface with you. And at the end of the day, you're not being true to yourself or your trauma or like what's happening to you. You're just running from it. Mm-hmm. And like it's going to catch up. And you're causing the people you love to suffer. Yes. And get caught in it. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that. The thing that, like, pulled her back, what I think makes her so interesting as a character, because they could have very easily gone and just made her evil. Mm -hmm. She's just the bad guy. Oh, she has a mental breakdown and she's the bad guy. Now Doctor Strange has to go fight her or whatever. But she chose, she, like, when those people were like, hey, my daughter... Like I love that scene with Dottie when she like when the when the thing goes away and she's like my daughter's six maybe she could be in a special episode oh, yeah, and like yeah, yeah. and like just begging her to like let my daughter out of her room 
and and like and then the other people you know screaming at her and her like realizing the damage she's doing to others and realizing that like she has to give up her what a hero i mean i know she tortured all those people yeah it's so it's so weird because like she did that thing but she also did give up like her family that she she had to unwittingly created she had to give up the illusion in order to save the people around her which is one of the most painful things a human being can do is to acknowledge, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it, the disappointing nature of reality. <laughs> I'm shocked you didn't bring up Freud. No. I mean, I looked up reality testing and I was like, oh, this will be interesting to talk about. And then I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> no, Freud, I mean, Freud is known... I'm sure he had some shit to say about this, but he's all about, like, children and penises and all that shit. I will say, before we wrap up, following along on the internet was really interesting because people got, like, hard into theories. Mm -hmm. Like, there was a line that I bet you missed where Monica was like, I know a guy, I know an aerospace engineer. Yeah, she did say that. Did did you immediately think Reed Richards was going to show up? Because that's what uh, the internet decided. No. And I also, like, I was waiting and I was like, okay, here we go. They've mentioned it twice. It's going to be a big character. It's going to be Reed Richards. <laughs> and then, like, she pulled up and it's just some random fucking no-name, not even from the comics general, who's like, here's your buggy. And uh, I was like, oh, I'm legitimately mad. Like, I was so... Oh, I didn't, I didn't pick up on that. No, but, like, so the, yeah, it, the internet, like, read it, like... A couple times, Quicksilver calls her kids like Hell Spawn, and people are like, "See, they're Mephisto's kids," and, uh, and like all these fucking theories, and none of them were right. And well, I I was thinking about this, and this is kind of moving away from Wanda, but Marvel or D- Disney has to be really careful about how they play their hand, because there there are certain Marvel characters that haven't gotten movies yet that are pretty well known fantastic four x-men um silver surfer ghost rider uh, and one other guy i can't remember so i would doubt that any of those characters would show up in a tv show they're gonna get their own movies uh i think you have to look at like like monica rambo is is an Super important character in the comics. She plays Photon. She's like an Avenger. West Coast Avengers. Oh. They introduced her. Technically, she's introduced as a child in Captain Marvel. And then now got her powers in WandaVision. So I do think we're going to be seeing... Like, I you have to look... Like, this was a cultural phenomenon. Everyone around the country was talking about WandaVision. And tuned in every week. I didn't get the feeling it was as big a cultural phenomenon as The Mandalorian. I think you're incorrect. TikTok, I've heard the song Agatha all along way more than I've uh, seen The Mandalorian. Okay. Maybe I'm just a out of touch. But what Disney is doing, and I think it's really smart, is like the comics. If you read comics, you get an issue every week or month. And then you get a big <coughs> team up whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you follow along with all the characters you like. And then you read some... Marvel has set it up so every single week is going to be a basically... like. For WandaVision, every it's been a premiere every week. Yeah. Like enough people have tuned in to watch it that it's been premiered. Like Kevin Feige was like, we've basically created a premiere every week. Mm-hmm. So they did nine weeks of Wanda or eight weeks of WandaVision. There's going to be one week where we see like a documentary about it. And then the week after is Falcon and the Winter Soldier for Ooh. six or seven weeks. 
and then it's Loki, and then it's the what ifs, and then it's some other. And like in between those, on the there are movies: Black Widow, The Eternals, Spider Man, um, Home, Far Far Can No Way No home. Way Home. And it's it's they're doing exactly what the comics do. So like WandaVision is just a run of comics, a nine issue spread, and now Wanda is going to be in Doctor Strange, and they'll be like, "Hey, did you like this? Go watch WandaVision," because you know. Whatever. Uh, and they're that's they've smart. created. So I think we're going to be seeing a lot of characters introduced in TV shows because you can do a soft launch, and you don't have to put the money into a big movie like black panther showed up in civil war before he had the highest grossing movie of all time and um uh some other people spider-man showed up in civil war he's fucking spider-man do you think do you think the fantastic four will show up yes i don't know when or how they're going to do it On, on a tv show i wouldn't have been shocked if they did if they just like the fact that they put the pietro from the fox universe shows that they're thinking about that and that they i mean they did it as kind of a joke to fuck with us maybe he there's a theory that since his name was ralph boner and he laughed at boner that he that's his like a, he's the witness protection guy that jimmy Wu was talking about and that he is peter uh. maximoff i don't know if that's gonna play out i i thought it it could also just be like back in the day on sitcoms, you'd have like a really famous actor debut or you'd have like, oh, it's I, it's a joke because mm-hmm. he's from whatever. And this was definitely like, oh, a big sitcom. Oh, my gosh. Ha-ha. Uh, I like James Wu. I love... Uh, you are going to love Ant-Man where... I, you have no idea how excited I was when he did close-up magic in the beginning. Well, I saw a video on that because he learned from... Yeah, yeah. yeah I was yeah. like, oh, best arc! Yeah. And then yeah. he yells flourish in the last episode because Vision, when he was drunk, was like, flourish! Uh, oh, God. Look out, dude. Flourish. So I... I are you excited for Falcon and the Winter Soldier now that WandaVision has shown what... but I'm probably going to watch it in the same way I watched this where it's just all in one week. Because I am not... I hate waiting a week. I kind of enjoy, like, watching and then getting to see what everybody's theories are and theory crafting. And it, it was kind of nice, like, yeah, I'd finish the episode and I'd hop on Reddit and see what everybody was talking about and, like, little details I missed or... Or whatever. And then I watched it all in one go. Mm-hmm. And was like, oh, this was... I will say, watching it week by week definitely disappointed me a lot. And I was like, oh, I thought this was going to be Reed Richards. Oh, uh, I got my hopes up. But then I watched it... When I watched it all in one go, I kind of like let all of that shit kind of leave my brain. And stop being like, maybe it's the fucking Mephisto. Maybe mm-hmm. it's... You think it's... I was just like, what's on the screen? This is probably going to be what the finale is. We've had eight episodes of these characters. I doubt they're yeah. going to reveal a bit. At best, it'll be like, you know, Doctor Strange will show up or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm kind of glad he didn't. No, I'm glad he didn't, like, fly in and save the day. I, I like that there wasn't, uh, like, this was a very contained story. It really focused on Wanda, Vision, um... <laughs> Hence the name of the show. <laughs> yeah, did did the show WandaVision spend a lot of time on Wanda and Vision? No, I, I like that like the Hulk didn't show up. Yeah. I mean I agree. I, I wish think. the Punisher had showed up. I wish Daredevil had just been there 
No, the Punisher and like and he's just shooting Deadpool the kids. and like early '90s Wolverine, and they just fight. And Rob Liefeld just draws Cable's feet, and they're really weird looking. And just the biggest obnoxious <laughs> man chest. chest. Yeah. You ever see the Captain America one where his chest is like four feet out from yeah, his face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Rob Liefeld does not know how to draw. Yeah, dude. I wish fucking Spawn had showed up. (laughs) Spawn and fucking... Spawn from the movie? Yeah, and Fred Durst. And they're just like playing Roland and like DMX is there. I wish Joe Biden had showed up. Oh, dude. But he had powers. Like at the end of Avengers when he's like, no, I don't think I will. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Dude, I wish fucking Abraham Lincoln had showed up. All right. I I will say uh, I think we're 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 closing the shop here. I the the melancholy of her like winning her battle against Agatha. I will say I do think it's pretty fucking cruel that she was like I'm gonna make you be a sassy neighbor yeah, oh, yeah. for the rest of yeah. your life. Yeah. I I definitely feel like she's gonna come back because mm-hmm. because uh, what's her name? Um, Catherine Hahn is just. I thought, I thought she was phenomenal. She, she, she had me like out loud fucking cackling. She played um the horny wife in Step Brothers. Oh yeah. Yeah. She's great. She I've known her mostly as a comedic actress. I thought Which, she brought it. She kinda was here until she wasn't. I thought she was sort of the whole time. Like even when they were fighting, they were still a Even little when bit she was like, let's revisit it. like you living in a war zone as a child. You're like this is a this is. I a love when she like walks in. She's like, mm, quaint. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That scene when the when they all blow up was a that was. Yeah. Marvel is like, does not care to. It's like, hey, we're gonna. This is violent. Like I. That was a violence. Like oh yeah, and they're sitting. Just, they're, they're sitting. They're all smiling, and it's a close up on her face, and then just <laughs> ex- fucking parents dead. Yeah, and they didn't show them, but like. But they were dead, man. Like, and I knew it was coming, and I was like, when I was like, oh! And at both times, I was like, Fuck! And the Stark Industries missile is going, boop, boop, boop. I, uh, what was I talking about? At the end, when, like, they beat all the bad guys, and they settle in, and she's like, all right, we're gonna go back to the house now, and, like, says goodbye to the kids, her. and, like, I also love that Monica Rambeau was like, hey, I, I get it, and she's like, you're not the bad guy here. And Wanda's like, none of these fucking people agree with you. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad she didn't, like, give herself into the authorities. I I don't... I, f- I would find that boring. Problematic. No, I just... I know she did, like, bad things, but I just... I don't know. I like her leaving. I like that she just goes into exile and... In the maybe that's because I want her to come back. or Or because, like... You know, most of these Avengers are war criminals. So yeah, what's I one mean, more? come on. What, yeah. What's one more? Come on. How many people has Tony Stark murdered? Yeah. Extraditionally. How many on, times has Tony Stark flown over sovereign borders and shot people with his magical fucking armor? Yeah, dude. Come on. Give me a break. Um, I, And that, that whole scene of just like them saying goodbye sat with me for, for several, mm-hmm. several days. Of just like... And then it's just all gone and she's just... She just drives and, away. Yeah, that's that's pretty sad when it's just like the foundations of the house. Mm-hmm. It's pretty intense. I love that it was in New Jersey. I was thinking yeah. of you the whole time. Yeah, I was like, they just, I mean, 
Marvel fucking loves New Jersey, love man. Fucking New Jersey. Westview, Westview, New Jersey. And that sounds like it's like kind of like kind of right outside of New York almost. Right? It was great. Um uh, but I will say here's one what I will say. These fucking like credit scenes. These like like what the fuck? If you want to put a scene in, put it in the episode. Oh my god, are you, are you 20 years or 10 years in annoyed about Marvel I, after credits? It's just like, what? I, I get why they do it at a movie, maybe. But a fucking show? Like, bitch, I got like, I got hockey to watch. I don't want to have to It's fuck. an epilogue. Oh, who gives a f- And it's like this, like... And then the two end scenes here where it's like her in a cabin. Like, great. Cool. Did you not notice the part where she was reading the Darkhold and Astral? Form? Yeah. Okay. Cool. What does that mean? I don't know. I mean, she's reading the Darkhold. Oh, she's re. Oh, okay. That's a real exciting end credit scene. She's. Do you reading. know what the Darkhold is? No, and I don't the, care. It's like a, a book from the from from Dorma- Harry Potter. From wow. Dormammu's cool. Dimension. I'm reading a book, and then the other one. <laughs> She's a fucking witch, you clown. And then the other one was like witches read spell books. It was just like she was like, "All right, come with me into this movie theater." Oh, by the way, my face is green. You don't know about the scroll, and we're like, uh, "Is okay. this the first scroll you've seen? Did you not see Captain Marvel?" No, I didn't. Oh well, I guess we got to catch you up on this. Do you not know about the scroll? I know from it, the the Cree scroll war. I know that shit. I never got into that cosmic shit. I was like, you never read Secret Invasion? No, I was like, give me early '90s X Force. <laughs> oh, you read the worst shit, Cable. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I li- I like the X Men. I I never got into the co- I don't like cosmic space adventures. Oh, you're probably not gonna like Phase Four then. No, not at all. I looked at the slate and it was like, what is it? like cosmic, like super. What was it, Thor? Five. Love and Thunder, baby. Yeah, and then there's like what Captain Marvel. Yeah, excited for another Taika Waititi Thor. And 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 for some reason they're making a Blade movie, like a Blade. What do you mean for some reason? They made three of those before the MCU, and they're like kind of a joke. They're like really bad. Some motherfuckers always trying to ice skate uphill. Yeah, or or like Ryan Reynolds is in one. Yeah, that third one's pretty bad. And he's like, you don't think the first one's alright? I never saw the first one. They're just these like campy slasher. Yeah, they're the '90s, dude. You just were like, I love early '90s comics, but not this early '90s slasher movie. I liked early '90s comics when I was a kid because I didn't know any better. (laughs) I think you'd like the original Blade. It's a little less obnoxious than the other ones, although he does have the line, "Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill," (laughs) which is which is just one of the greatest lines in cinema. Um. Okay, are we ready to end the episode? I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm, I'm very ready. Alright. Hey guys, thanks for sitting with us through... Three and a half hours of... I like how you say that like, oh god, like we haven't done four, four and a half hours of... Gene's tired. This uh, was a great episode, I thought. We talked about a lot of things. I felt like we really engaged in an interesting discussion that I hope nobody takes um, umbrage with. They will. Absolutely. Good. I can't wait. I God forbid I talk my ideas out on my personal podcast. Yeah. yeah. Also, remember sign up to the Patreon. Give me Give Pat money, money, so I don't die. Mm-hmm. Um. Hey, but thank you guys as always for listening yeah, in, yes. and we will be releasing 
Spider-Man Homecoming next week, and then we'll probably be doing Far From Home after that. Yes. So yes. look forward to our our thoughts on uh, on Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, it should be good. Famous Jewish superhero. Yes, Spider-Man Berg. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man Berg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spider Berg. <laughs> All right. All right. Hey everyone, thanks. Um Good night. I love you. Good night and <laughs> and good luck. Yeah. Secret after credits no, scene. Oh, fuck you, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> All right, bye. <laughs>